0: If I start three people, there'll And when I get nervous, I walk, and usually I speak too quickly. So if you don't understand anything, just keep it to yourself and pretend you did. I'd be very, very careful who I you mean, talk to you about that, because the person who wrote that
1: is dangerous. <laughs>
0: <Da-da-da-da. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. laughs> Back in the studio. We are. Hi, Blair. Hi. Hi, Justine. Mm. Hi. Welcome.
2: (laughs) Thank you.
3: Thank you for having
0: me. Charlotte Ray, Mm. welcome. Mm. It'll be a snoring event (laughs) if we hear from More accurate. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, ladies, Mm. y'all do some uphill travel. We do do some uphill travel. And downhill, obviously, because you have to get down. Yes, that's the fun part. Um, (laughs) Which, uh, I don't know. Please yeah. Blair, conduct for the moment. Yeah. And then I'll I, just try and follow I'll just follow along, i.e. not try and keep up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um I'm just so thrilled to have Justine here. We met in a really special way. Uh and so and I actually realized one, I have this habit of being in situations and not asking really obvious questions. And I realized <laughs> I was like, Oh my god, I never asked Justine like What her plan for the rim to rim to rim was. I didn't know what it was going to be for her because obviously the universe just delivered our experience that we had. And so, yeah, so Mark and I are sitting in here with Justine who lives in Salt Lake City and she's a really phenomenal athlete and person and friend. Mm -hmm. And we met at random, obviously not random at all, um, in the valley of the Grand Canyon And I had decided to go down with two girlfriends, uh, Heidi and Shelby, who had made this a big goal. And they invited me, and so I got to tag along. And so we were running, and I don't... We must have... We started on the south side, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah,
3: okay. Yeah, I think you started at South Kaibab, and I started at Brain Angel. Okay, perfect. Yes!
2: (laughs) I'm never the logistics person, so I'm always like, I don't know. We started somewhere on a trail. Um. (laughs) And so Heidi, Shelby, and I um, did that descent on that trail that mm-hmm. Justine just told mm-hmm. us. Kaibab. Kaibab. Yeah. And that was an incredibly beautiful experience. It was a really um, beautiful trail, uh, lots of different colors. It's like March ish or April? April, yeah. April. It was April. It was April. It was yeah. April 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were crossing the valley. Uh, And all of a sudden this woman passes us And we always joke like like, You can just feel other people Especially when you don't have so much distraction around. So you're just like out in the environment (laughs) And you can feel people And sometimes people pass you And let's be honest And you're like, "Uh, no Like, please go away And sometimes people pass you And you're just like, yes And so Justine passed us And we were just gave like casual cheers Yay, hi (laughs) And Heidi and I both put our hands over our hearts and we were like, oh, my God.
1: Uh, <laughs> so cool. Yeah.
2: And I think that you stopped, I don't know, 100 meters later, like not far at all. And uh, Justine was like, what are you guys up to? We're like, we're doing the rem, to rem." to Rem. And she's like, me too. Want to run together? <laughs> and we were like, Yeah. <sighs> And at that point, I don't know how many miles we were in,
3: um, but we... Oh. I was about 17. Okay, and yeah. I think the Kaibab Trail's a little bit shorter, so you guys were probably around like 14, 15. Yep, totally. <laughs> and you were the first people that I had seen like the whole time. Those first 17 miles were super lonely, and so it was like just me and my music and... <laughs> yeah, completely. Did,
0: and that Kaibab <clears throat> Trail, is it also kind of like a stairway mm-hmm. down...
3: Well, I haven't done that one Um, just Bright Angel, which is a little bit more mellow, but... Okay. Kaibab was a lot of stares. (laughs) Okay, I I, I flip-flopped, sorry. Yep.
0: I should pay attention. (laughs) Kaibab's the one with goats,
2: right? I think so. Yeah. I I don't know if we... I don't think that we saw any. (laughs) My memory's weird in the past couple of years. It doesn't work like it once did. Um, I don't think we saw any goats. I was
0: gonna say because if you'd seen them, you would have assigned them names. And- that's true. I would have been <laughs> like, would have oh, been your you mean,
2: Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Or after. donkeys. That's what it is. Oh, donkey! Yeah, they deliver the
3: mail.
0: Boroughs. Yeah.
2: Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One yeah. of my times down
0: there, I saw those. I think there was a. Maybe there's a movie, but I think I read a wrote read uh, wrote uh, read a book when I was younger about the mail service, and I mean it was like Bright Angel something. It might have just been Bright Angel. Oh,
1: that's cool. Maybe
0: about a fictitious burrow or something. Yeah, I don't. Clearly, I'm too old to remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh
2: man! Yeah. But it sounds
0: terrible, like to go down the stair, like to start a fifty-plus mile run with. What, four thousand feet of descent on stairs that are not that don't allow you to be rhythmic?
2: It was difficult not being no. rhythmic and when I got to the bottom I was like, Oh, I think I think that my calves are ripping off of my body right now. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. <laughs> but what do you do? You just keep going. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we ran across the valley and Justine we met our new best friend Justine. <laughs> and then We just got to share this really incredible day, um, running across the valley, running pretty quick across the valley. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we saw some ravens and
3: then, um, and then we started the journey up to the North Rim. You guys pulled me up the North Rim. I would not have been going that fast, but I was like, I've got to keep up with my new friends. We're all friends. We got to be together. (laughs) Uh,
2: We all pull each other up on different days. Yeah, yeah, (laughs)
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. That adventure was um, really special. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun too because as we're running together, you know, you like start to uncover things about one another. And so I found out that Justine lived in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I spend a lot of time in Salt mm-hmm. Lake City. And we so like, start chatting and I was like, oh, well, you know, like my friends, they own this company, it's called Nonprofit. I don't. Have you ever heard of it? And you're like, yeah, uh, I've totally heard of nonprofit. Mark Twight, he's a badass, <laughs> which is true. And then, and then Heidi goes, that's her man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: why is he not here if he's such a badass (laughs) seasons man
2: seasons (laughs) yeah 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 uh and so since then i've been able to run um a decent amount with justine uh, and get her to cheer her on through some pretty incredible endeavors um yeah justine would you share a little bit about your path towards running because you didn't grow up as a runner did you no I didn't
3: really grow up as an athlete at all um I mean I played like some team sports when I was a kid um but was on a very different path and I always I've always skied but yep um it's never been a huge part of my life um until moving to Utah so it started with my brother um coming out to Salt Lake City for college and he picked up He wanted to come for skiing, um, got very into backcountry skiing and then rock climbing. And he um, brought rock climbing back to New Hampshire and he needed a climbing partner during the summer. And yeah, he turned me into a climber and I was like, this is so cool. Awesome. I didn't have much of a plan when I was in New Hampshire. Um, And I was like, I'm going to move out west. Yeah. And I did. And
0: whereabouts in New Hampshire?
3: a uh, really small town called Andover. It's about two thousand people. <laughs> it's on the Appalachian Trail, though, isn't it? Andover is it
2: close? Mm, oh
3: it's no, about, it's like thirty minutes away, I okay. think. But nice. yeah, yeah, it was close to Rumney. We climbed a lot okay. at Rumney and okay. um, Cannon Cliffs, which is where the Old Man of the Mountain used to be. Yeah. I think my second time climbing was. Uh, it's
0: true, where it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a little too old. Yeah. Couldn't hold on anymore. <laughs>
3: that was like a big deal when that fell too. Oh, I, I bet. Mean, like I've seen my dad cry twice, like once on September 11th. And the other time was when the old man of the mountain wow, fell. <laughs>
0: that's incredible. So did you, was one of your first canon roots the Whitney Gilman?
3: Um, I don't think it was the Whitney Gilman. Okay, I, I,
0: so we're on like if you're looking. It's left edge. It's over by the black dike. Yeah. Oh, I in think in the winter. Yeah. when the black dog is there. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: yeah, I can't remember the name of the route, but okay. it was like the second time. My second time climbing was like a six-pitch trad climb. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my God. I would have freaked out. I just thought that's what it was. I just let him guide me like, <laughs> of course, this is not surprising. That's
2: perfect. Though. I would have cried.
0: <laughs> but uh, maybe not if you didn't know that it was not no- like... Yeah, for sure. Like, have you done a bunch of sort of half-pitch, lower-down kind of stuff. Yeah. And then you find yourself three pitches up. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a freak-out. Totally. But if you just... Just f- like, f- full yeah, send. This is completely normal.
2: Full send, Justine way. <laughs> 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 She's laying down over there. She's right over there. <coughs> yeah.
0: She's hiding in the corner. I know. <laughs> strange. Yeah. Yeah. And so you decided, okay... I need to get out west because, um, because New England. <laughs> cool shit
3: happens in the mountains out west. Now it's I know true. that it also happens in New Hampshire. Yes. But yep. I just wasn't around that. And yeah. It's been fun to go back. And like I did the presidential traverse nice. um, last year. Yeah. And that was amazing. I'm like, so wow, beautiful. this was, was in my backyard the whole time. I didn't even know it. <sighs> That's wild to experience. Yeah. 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 This, how, l- how long have
2: you been in Salt Lake City? Uh,
3: about eight and a half years. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I think it was 2014 when I moved here, and um, yeah, I st- kept climbing then, and yep. picked up skiing. I worked at Solitude as a ski instructor, and like I had to switch back from snowboarding and to skiing. Yep. And that was how I did that transition. And perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And I started guiding for a wilderness therapy company, which like introduced me to it was like adventure wilderness therapy, so learned how to mountain bike and yeah, that's <laughs> that was awesome. My way into the outdoors world.
0: That's pretty. I mean, it's pretty cool. The community here has been. I mean, I don't know anything bef- like pre ninety two. Yeah. Um, but it's always been, uh, you know, sort of aimed towards the wasatch in some way or uh, or outdoors or the desert you know and really supportive and a lot of people were able to like find a way to make a living you know in or around the outdoors here which um maybe it's still possible if you want to work a customer service job at backcountry answering answering the phones yeah i don't know
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know it has been a really incredible experience to you know, just explore my same four trails that I do around here. <laughs> um, but everyone outside is like, is um, very conscientious. Everyone that I've run into has been like really supportive and encouraging out on the trails. And there's more people out on the trails uh, here than in Montana just because there's more people. Uh, but... And more accessible. And more accessible. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't had one negative interaction. Uh, it seems to be a community that... Uh, loves and appreciates it and and not just for self but for others to experience it as well yeah Yeah. i
3: think it's a great place to be i don't i love it here (laughs) it's awesome Mm
2: -hmm. um so then you started to hike around and explore the mountains here yeah Yeah, so
3: my first year that i moved here i was like i didn't know anybody i didn't want to just tag along with my brother's friends and they were all pretty well established here and I had a lot to learn still so I just started exploring the eleveners um and I was like <laughs>
0: <laughs> Three less than they have in Colorado, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. But yeah,
3: I looked up. I was like, I want to go to every summit that I can see from the valley, and so I made that like the goal the first summer that I moved here, and yep. that's how I started exploring. And <laughs> <That was laughs> awesome, yeah. We
2: were chatting beforehand, uh, and and help me with pronunciation if I get it wrong. But Justine and I did Timpanogos. Yeah, yes, <laughs> nailed it. Um, This summer Which was just uh, Such a beautiful mountain And and such a fun run Uh, But she was telling me you know, when she was first exploring around here, she used to just hike up the mountains and then run down. And she didn't, she just thought of herself as a hiker who enjoyed to run hmm. down. And then we were both like, yeah, and that's trail running. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: it's I true, because there's
0: not a lot of, you know, you go up the west side of grandeur there's not a ton not of a running. There's a ton of running on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: There's a
3: lot of power hiking on <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, now I know that it was, I was running, I was a runner then, but. Yeah. <laughs> Just didn't know it Yes Yeah <laughs> Yeah It's
0: funny when we start Identifying ourselves By certain I know I don't know What you say A moniker Then it, They all have some weird baggage That comes with it Like if I'm a runner I gotta My outfit has to look like <laughs> This Or I need to Run at this pace Or some Like
2: Oh I love that you said that For A really long time I didn't run with a watch because I just like I don't want to bring this whole dynamic Mm -hmm. with me like I just want to go out there and enjoy the day and then as I was running more I ended up running by myself a lot and I wanted to find ways of like sharing it or just changing the experience or I was ready to bring the watch back into my Mm -hmm. life and so like Mark and I went out well, and plus, I was like always asking Mark what his times for up mountains. You know, like, well, what's your time up Mount Wire? What's your time up Grandeur? Like, I'm going for it, man. <laughs>
0: no. It just dep- it just depends. See now, now the Mount Wire thing it starts at a different at, spot on the BSL. Yep. As opposed to it used to be when your foot leaves the pavement. Yep. That was our thing. So yeah. If-
2: but it was You're still, right, but- like, that was, like, so helpful for me to have, like... But that's a Strava
1: problem. <laughs> that's a Strava problem. Okay, so I joined Strava at the end of May.
2: I couldn't... Younger Blair couldn't have handled it. This Blair loves it. Granted, I have, like, seven friends on there, which is perfect for me, so I probably won't accept. Sorry. <laughs> but it was so helpful because I was doing so much running and training by myself. It felt like a way of sharing my runs with, like, friends that I care about. And honestly, and seeing like what Justine is doing has been like so encouraging. And I don't feel as alone in the process of like spending so many hours out there. So it's just like this, like, it's a really great thing in my life right now. But when I Mark and I went shopping, and I like went to go buy this watch. And I remember my first run, I like looked down at it as I'm like running up. And I was like, looking at the pace. And I was like, I wish I was faster right now. And I was like, no, 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 no. Do not bring that here.
1: You not know? the feedback this that is, we're looking for. I'm like, <laughs> I am
2: not living my life this way any longer. And so I decided, I was like, okay, like it takes time to run in the mountains. It mm-hmm. takes a, and, and to see people that dedicate that time is helpful. Uh, and then I was like, instead of viewing this and looking at my pace, I'm going to be like, this is like my freedom watch. So I'm going to get these miles that I want in and I'm not going to turn around until. I get all of these miles and so instead of thinking it as a of a constraint or I'm not doing enough or I'm not fast enough I was like no this is like my freedom like I'm gonna get I'm gonna take the time to be out here to like get all of the miles
3: Uh, and that was really helpful yeah that's awesome yeah Yeah. I'm lucky I've always felt pretty intuitive about it and like I never know if I'm gonna be fast but before I just go out and see how I feel and if I'm like oh I don't Feel like running a single step today, then I'm just like okay with that. Yes, completely. <laughs> yep, that's
2: perfect. Yeah. Yep, and then when you feel really good, you run up things real fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I think that, um, that Rufa thing this winter, last winter, was really cool just because of the different levels of, um, Like, you could have a, you know, maybe a one-lap engagement, or you could have six hours, or you could have 12, or you could eat the whole enchilada, so (laughs) to speak. (laughs) You could full send.
3: You could have to crawl up the last lap, like, on your hands and knees, basically. Yeah. (laughs) So, how many,
0: um, uh, is it, it was 33? Thousand plus vert. For I did twenty
3: four hours. Twenty nine thousand, just over twenty nine thousand. Okay. So I was very stoked to have done my first Everest. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yep. Oh damn. <laughs> yeah.
0: Ouch. That's hard on foot, isn't it? That is hard on
2: foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mark's done it on bike a couple of times, right? Yeah.
0: Well, not in the sink Never twenty nine in a single. Oh, okay. But there was this old. Stage race out in the Sierras, which is two back to back days, one 14,000 feet, the next one 15,000 feet avert yep. to get to 29,000. And then it just stops randomly on this, you know, at this one spot on this dirt road once you've gotten to 29,000 and two feet or whatever it is. And then that dirt road keeps going up to the Bristle Cone Forest and White Mountain or something out there. Um, so never in one sitting, like if you're ever staying on a bike, I mean, uh, I know uh,
2: There's so many cool ways to
0: But there's also But you could do it In a shorter amount of time um, If you just lapped the same thing But that like day one is uh, 86 miles or something Or maybe it's Maybe that's the one that's over 100 And it's So you have to ride all this horizontal distance too Right In order mm-hmm. to get the vert Right And then the day day, day two it's I think it's shorter I think mean it's the second day is shorter mileage but you know, ends up being 190 miles in two days or something. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Um,
2: would you tell us a little bit about Rufa? I just, before I knew what Rufa was, mm. I would just hear Mark's stories about like when he would go out into the mountains. Mm. And uh, there was a couple seasons where Mark was doing a lot of stuff at night. And so he would go out at night and he'd be running or hiking or whatever and so i didn't know who jared campbell was (laughs) i just knew and then i finally i was like oh my god he's the guy that mark always talks about that no matter when mark went out at night he'd run into jared campbell (laughs) with a headlamp on like whatever trail mark decided to go on at night he'd be like yo hey jared
0: i don't think we ever even said a word to each other oh yeah i always be checking out his footwear, you know, what's the kind of gator situation he's got going. Yeah. You know? But why the fuck is he out here at night? I know why. I, like I was in the middle of this, uh, some autoimmune and liver yep. issue and i couldn't be in the sun mm. so i had to either ride or hike or whatever at night and i'm like i know why i'm out here this is silly <laughs> 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 this guy, and he's always here
3: yeah. Yeah. and is this in the winter
0: too uh-huh yeah so yeah Gen, yeah it was over that the course of the winter of uh 2013 2014 yeah. when that when i was mostly going out at night I would go ski touring at night Sometimes, and, like, there's a headlamp. It's probably him. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> there's my friend I didn't know I had. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Going really fast, probably, too. Oh, yeah. Generally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Rupa was, um, is an event running up for air, started by Jared Campbell, who's just, like, local crusher in the Wasatch. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's to raise money for, uh, let's see, Heal Utah and uh clean energy You talk clean energy um and you can sign up for either a six hour 12 hour or 24 hour slot and you're just lapping grandeur and that's the one that's in salt lake i think there's like six or seven other events now um all over the country yeah and i think there might even be some outside of the country now too oh that's awesome um yeah, uh, UC has many summits. You have to do like the full lap in that given time that you can do. And I first, um, my company, the company that I was working for, signed up for a relay team. So there were four of us um, and they asked me to do it. I wasn't, at that time, I wasn't really a trail runner. I'd like run in the morning before work, like just yeah. on the dirt roads and roads Um and everyone knew that I ran they were like why don't you just do this and I was like okay I'll give it a go and uh yeah we it this was up in Ogden and I think it was 2019 okay um and uh we did one two three four I was one um and so everyone got done with like three laps I did my fourth and I'm on the summit and they call me, they're like, we are all done. Like, we don't want to do anymore. I was like, we still have time for one more. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, guess I'm doing a fifth lap now. Yep. Yep. So that was like my first, my first running thing ever. I think I ended up doing like five summits of, I'm going to say this name wrong. I think it's Malin's in Ogden. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and was like 26 miles and that's awesome yeah somewhere around 10,000 feet of vert and I could not walk for like the next few days yeah but it was it was felt so great to like yeah have my team cheering for me and yeah that's really cool the next year I was like I'm just gonna sign up for the whole 24 hours section by myself yeah so and I did that. And that was just before the pandemic, um, oh, yeah. like February 2020. Um, and I was like, I'll quit whenever I want to quit. And I didn't quit until the end and ended up doing 10 summits on <laughs> That's awesome. grandeur. And I'd never run more than. Twenty-seven miles ever. And so how many miles did that come Ooh. out to? Ten laps? Yeah, uh, sixty miles. I was gonna say that's sixty. Yeah, it's a 60 round trip isn't it? <laughs> This is not surprising. Yeah. 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 I came in second? Yes. It's like, nice. that was awesome. It's and so awesome. I like, guess I gotta keep trail running in the bag of all the other sports. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I guess I can call myself a Runner now, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then but then also it's February, and then and by the time March rolled around, you're like, man, I might not ever be able to do that again.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, because then COVID. Mm-hmm. Yep, completely. Which yeah. I
0: read this thing like I stumbled on an article last night, um, and I was looking around for stuff down in the swell, um, you know, locations to go to, and uh, and one of the articles that was somewhere like mid. Maybe early on, maybe it's April or something in 2020. And they were talking about like shutting down certain trails in, you know, in the back country because people might be inadvertently spreading this virus, you know, I'm like it's probably the safest. I mean, A, no one goes to the swell in the first place or, you know, back then until everyone started going there in 2020 after it reopened. And I'm like, Wow what are these ridiculous policies? <laughs> Cause these were sort of the safer places where there was fresh air. And yeah. you, it's not like you're going to, you know, uh, touch Randomly the trailhead, you know, garbage can <laughs> and accidentally get COVID from the garbage can. You know, it's not like it, it anyway. Um, but it's really weird to stumble on an article from back then from, K, you know, from KSL website talking about all of these things that were shut down that year. And to, to think back how restrictive everything felt and how it's somewhat different now, (laughs) there's a little bit more, um, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. (laughs) There's a, well, and there's a lot,
2: there's a lot more, um, you know, you pass people on the trails and they're not moving, you know, 20 feet away from you and there's not, you're not bringing as much fear of one another. Uh, out on the trails with you. Yeah. or you're not witnessing it as much. Yeah. And
0: so then the following winter then 2021, it didn't happen, I'm guessing.
3: No, no, no running up for air that year. Okay. And they didn't really make an announcement, so I kind of trained for it and then hoped. That it would happen, and then I realized in January it wasn't. So. Did, did you do sixty miles on your own? I didn't. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't been surprised. <laughs> though, like, <you> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not that year. Yeah.
2: And then the next year, we got to see you at the roof, which is just an incredible experience. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So that was that's this year. What's this year? Twenty two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty awesome way to start. Just like the most amazing year that I've had. Um, and yeah, did 11 laps this time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which is about 67 miles. And yeah. 29,000 feet of earth. <laughs> so good. It was so incredible.
2: Which
0: means also 29,000 feet of descent. Which yes.
2: Which is the harder part on, on the body. <laughs> oh my yeah. God.
3: Yeah. That's where That's... I really excel though. I love the descent. I know. It was so cool.
2: You know, we ran together Friday morning and it's Justine and uh, this group of guys. And uh, it's so, we like get and to the top. And four dogs. And four dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and we get to the top and they're like, we're, we're going to let Justine lead us down. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah, yep. <laughs> It was cool So I did the 12 hour RUFA this year Because Justine was doing it And had told me about it uh, And I was excited to have something For the month of January To like help get me out in the mountains And stay mm-hmm. out there for a while And it was so cool Because my first lap I got to see you And you yeah. had already been out there for 12 hours <laughs> uh, And moving so well yeah. And it's um it's like Almost a six mile round trip Mm-hmm. or it's a yeah, 6 mile yep, basically. basically yeah and so i got to see justine there and then throughout the rest of her 24 hour effort and my 12 hour effort i got to we got to pass each other on the trail and justine is an incredibly encouraging person and one mm-hmm. of the things i really value what i how i see you in the mountains is you're so encouraging to other people And you want other people to feel welcome or you want to share things that you're working towards in the hopes that other people will either work towards the same thing or their own unique thing. And it's just this really incredible spirit. And, uh, and you, and you don't want people to have a bad day. You want everyone to have their (laughs) best day and you want to have your best day too. And I love that because I think uh, in sport, occasionally uh, people can want people to have bad days so that they have better days. And so um that energy that you bring is so palpable and so felt. And so and and so Justine has this like warm, welcoming, <laughs> incredibly encouraging spirit. And then you get to watch her like go up a mountain and she's so determined. <laughs> it's like such this incredible thing to get to watch. I mean, if you're gonna watch somebody for twenty four hours go up and down the same mountain on the same trail and to cover sixty seven miles in winter. Uh it was a really special experience for Mark and I both. You know, I was out there and I got to see you out on the trail, but he would see you come in um to the base station uh and then see you trek out again. And 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 the body gets beat up in those mm-hmm. types of efforts and your body started to get beat up during that effort and but still that resilience to just keep going uh, as you talk about even before having had experience. <laughs> Uh, and then with a little bit of experience, it's like, oh, yeah, this is this is just how it is. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think
3: people are much more capable like than they think they are. And I feel like I encouraged a lot of people to sign up because I was like, you can do it, too. Like, I can do it. You can do it. <laughs> yes, completely. <laughs> and I was like, everyone's got to have a good day because I convinced everyone <laughs> this is a great idea.
0: <laughs> I mean, and although it didn't it sounded like conditions <laughs> on the. That certain mm-hmm. parts on the trail were not exactly ideal. No, <laughs> <I mean>. <laughs> <laughs> the fin, <laughs> the, the fin, exactly. <laughs> but um, but it was like perfect fucking weather. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and pretty and not super cold through the night. I'm guessing. Um, it's so cool to 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 be around people who are encouraging, which you know eventually when i got into organized competition later in life racing my bike or doing some ski mountaineering racing more on the bike um there was always this you know uh, um in the peloton there's always this feeling of of like yeah fuck that guy or you know i'm I, I i'm insecure enough that i hope you have a bad day so that i can have a good day or i'm going to say some shit or i'm going to behave in a certain way because I don't believe in myself enough and all it takes is some you know some other competitor to come up and go man you're working really fucking hard or you're doing this or just like a little positive word mm-hmm. and it's always um it's always the most keep capable people who are the most positive towards others mm. oh yeah and because there's no like i'm secure in what i'm doing yeah So there's no threat. There's no need for me to be perceived in a certain way. I'm just out here doing the best I can against me, for me, with me. And um, that seemed like with Rufa was generally the attitude, like super positive.
3: And that's this event is just like so special because, I mean, obviously it's giving back. Yep. Um but it's also like the community of people. It's a really local race. I think not a lot of people travel to it. Um and so you see everyone like training out there like today. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Justine and I ran into each other on Grand which was awesome. <laughs> and just like being around everyone and you're like no you're if they're running they're like probably training for rupa Yeah. It's <laughs> so good. And yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but
2: so the woman who got second in the 24 Hours this mm-hmm. year, she won it the year before. And you guys know each other. Yeah. And Katie Brown. Uh, <laughs> yep, exactly. And she just set the fastest known time on the Arizona Trail, yeah. right? Yeah. In, uh, an- and she's local, right? Yeah. And so it was just like, and this is just like names of what we've been talking about or names of people of what we've been talking about, just to see that support. Um, mm-hmm. Back and forth between everyone, but between you two, like, are you like, are you doing another lap? Are you doing like, how are you doing? Um, and that encouragement back and mm-hmm. forth is really special. to Yeah, get to witness. absolutely. Yeah. Someone
3: just tried to take her FKT, and they weren't ultimately weren't successful. But she's like cheering them on of the course. whole time. It's just, I feel like that's how the running community is. Yeah.
0: For me, okay. when I was involved in competition, but the, of the unspoken kind, mm-hmm. yeah. which you know, in the <laughs> mountains climbing. You know the the you know root conditions change or whatever, but everybody you know all the top guy people know like who did the best shit that year or this yeah. this month or this or that. But and winning in that competition, it's you're not winning at someone else's expense. And I thought that was one of the most beautiful things about mm-hmm. it. Until and then when organized competition comes along, it's a it it became a different thing. But early on, it was just sort of this unspoken sort of yeah, we're all we're all doing this thing and we are all you know a trying to be our best but also trying to be better than but not you know somebody goes and shaves you know 15 minutes an hour or whatever off the north face of lake court or whatever or or you know soloed it and then skied down the you know the northeast face or something like that it's like fuck that's badass that's that's possible yeah whoa that's possible mm-hmm. and that was the kind of the cool part about the unspoken competition is that yeah there's always going to be top dogs and that might be measured by you know you know how much money that guy's making <laughs> from his sponsors but it could also be that you know the best roots, the best um the, the best pers- uh writing that comes afterwards or whatever but everyone was pushing themselves so hard that they dragged everybody else up as opposed to you know, pushing themselves so hard that they put other people down.
2: Oh yeah, and I think that's yeah. When we're exploring human capability or potential, wouldn't you want to like see someone express their total potential? So you could one see what's possible, or two, and maybe ask they your... unlock yours. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Completely. Yeah. yeah. That, that was a uh... besides like getting to participate in the event itself, getting to witness that was really special. Yeah.
0: It was kind of cool that I can't remember, I don't know, names in the community, but um, maybe maybe he was doing a 12 hour uh, kid showed up, you know, running shorts, arm sleeves, kind of tank, you know, arm sleeves, tank tops. So shoulders were exposed and he was fucking moving. Oh, he moved. Pit
3: vipers. (laughs) What was that? Pit vipers. Yes. Yeah. Grant. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's like turned up. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) Okay, guess it's not winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. he moved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he crushed it. And yeah. set a new course record for the six hour. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing
2: that we wanted to talk about with you, Justine, uh, was how and why you picked your 100 mile effort this year.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so last year I had run my first 100K Um, Tusher's 100K and I had said like if I finish with a smile on my face I want to attempt Millwood um, (laughs) 100 which is another Jared Campbell um, creation Uh, 100 miles through Mill Creek Big Cottonwood and Little Cottonwood Um, mostly on trails that I've run. There are definitely some sections of bushwhacking and um, other tricky pieces. That's like when I would like show Strava to Mark. I'd be like, where's
2: Justine? What is she doing? Like,
0: oh, it's real bad right there. Right <laughs> <laughs> She's not running, I don't think.
3: <laughs> no, there's a lot of not running. <laughs> but And then I, the day that I was like, okay, I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to try to do it. I broke my collarbone. That's right. I had to put that one aside. Um, how did you...
0: Is it a mountain bike incident? No, I or... biked into a parked car.
2: <laughs> I understand. I get this. Oh, my God. Do you know how many like walls Marcus sees me walk into? <laughs> I, like, always blow it on my glasses even when I'm not wearing them yeah. when my contacts are in.
0: It's so funny because it never... Ha- I- we had this theory, you know, a long t- time ago about climbing. It's like, the guys never get, you know, guys never get chopped in the mountains doing the really cool shit. Oh, yeah. Right? It's always like, yeah, he tripped over his gator. <laughs> yeah. Slid down an icy slope and hit his head on a fucking rock. Oh, you know, yeah. or something. Like, it, oh. it's just like the most, like, the, the stuff where you're not paying attention because you don't have to yeah yeah i was and then suddenly who put that parked car there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it was a dark car and it was dark
3: outside and it was half a block from my house <laughs> of
2: course this is how these things happen <laughs> yeah.
0: accidents do happen in the home or within a mile of it or yeah. something like that it's, i think there's some statistic like that think, Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh,
1: shit.
3: Yeah. but yeah de- definitely didn't do it that year um but I had volunteered at Wasatch 100 doing an aid station and I was like, Oh, this looks really cool too. Like maybe I'll try that. And so I signed up for the lottery um, and ended up getting drawn or picked like the third from last person picked. um, And my friends had sent out a um, save the date for their wedding for the same day, like that day. So (sighs) it was like, could I do both? Could I run a hundred miles and then go to a wedding? And then go to and like,
0: <laughs> run to the wedding. Hi, yeah. I'm here. Where's the <laughs> snacks? <laughs> 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 That's so
3: good. And I, like, battled with that. For a while, right? Yeah. yeah. I couldn't decide if I was going to try and do that. Yeah. And ultimately, I decided, like, I don't, I don't, even if I could go to a wedding after, like, I don't want to take away from their special day. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, about them, not about me. So, and they're
0: gonna get married once, and the Wasatch 100 will, yeah, maybe always be available. Yeah, yeah, you yeah,
3: know. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of shifted my sights towards um uh, Millwood <laughs> and started practicing the sections that I hadn't done, yep. um and started putting together like plans of times. And
0: would you have done- for if you had? Decided to do the Wasatch 100, would you have done the same kind of prep, like like test run some sections you hadn't run?
3: For the Wasatch 100? Yeah. Um, probably not. I don't know. I'm very okay. just like, go do it and see how it goes, you yeah. know, for yeah. most things. Yeah. But with Millwood, you can't really because I need to like...
0: Because you have to navigate.
3: You have to navigate. You have to tell your people like when they need to be there. And, you know, having a plan kind of gave them time frames for... When to meet me? Yeah, with the aid station stuff and
2: and so and for the Millwood, this isn't an organized event. This is uh, a course that Jared put together, and then individuals just decide to take it on. Yeah, and do it on their own um, with their crew, uh, but it can happen anytime. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But uh, yeah, I love that style of it too. Like I did the whirl, which is another Jared Campbell one a couple yeah. years ago, and yeah, being able to like. Do it the way you want to do it is nice, you know. For Millwood I was able to have like pacers every step of the way, which yep. was awesome. Like, I,
0: I kind of wonder: is the world a Jared Campbell thing? Mm-hmm. I'm like,
3: yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like she'll know. <laughs> yeah, he created that too.
0: I cut because I, I mean, I'm not. Di- di- I'm just. I don't know mm-hmm. where it came from. <laughs> I'm know that Andrew McClain had tried it in the winter mm. before. Uh, Vince and I tried it Yeah And Vince and I tried it in I feel like it was 2002
1: Yeah
0: <laughs> Or it might have been 2001 I'd have to go back It was the year that I wasn't going to Alaska And I'd quit climbing And needed something, something. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah completely
0: And But we also cheated How so? Because Well we didn't go up Because now it starts You go up Ferguson mm-hmm. And we got uh, We went up broads to the top of the twins Mm -hmm. and then started on the ridge Yeah, but it was also well winter quote unquote but it was may and (laughs) it was a super fucking cold snap that happened and i'd been like looking at this thing so i think i'd heard about it from andrew but maybe anyway and then um and i was like fuck this cold snap's gonna happen vince and and i called him and he drove over from colorado yeah to try and we got to the, we got all the way to the top of Snowbird, but um, we had one cache, um, our, my friend Jared Holferty and, and uh, nephew at that time, Dylan, um, I guess nephew-in-law, anyway, had skied a gallon of water and dry socks Aww. up to uh, Pole Line Pass. And we, so we got all the way there and then it warmed up super fast and it was like really sloppy, horrible fucking snow, like no glide on the skins, no nothing. It was just terrible. Oh. And then over the top of the devil's, we got to the top of Snowbird and realized like, we can't fucking make, we can't do it. Yeah. Um, For whatever reason, but that was still like 15, 18 miles in and 15,000 feet of vert or something. And... <laughs> And so we bailed, skied down the frozen corduroy, and then, um, and then I went back um, like three weeks later and did the snowbird out bells, which was also, but our version didn't go over the top of Lumpy because mm-hmm. we didn't know because we were like trying to figure out like, oh, how do we do the thing? <laughs> and so I knew then. Then at that point I knew it was possible, but then I just lost the plot later, because um, deep winter, it it'd be a total if like if it was deep real winter. Um, It'd be really different. I think it's been done that way now. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. A couple of of winter versions.
3: I think there's still like some variations that people have to do to actually make it work. But yeah. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Stick to the ridge the whole time. Oh,
0: (laughs) which we got forced down from. So Top of the Twins. And I can't remember the next one. It's Sullivan and sun something maybe whatever dromedary yeah D- yeah. Mm-hmm. and then start along the ridge and we're like oh we're gonna die <laughs> <laughs> so drop down under the ridge back to the top of monte cristo mm-hmm. and then stayed on the ridge until we stopped at snowbird but um it's a, it, i just loved watching the whole evolution of it yeah. especially like the people that I know they're like, I'm gonna try it or this or that, and then t- you know, and then Kelly keeps coming, you know, keep doing it and keep coming back. I'm like twenty four hours this time. That. <laughs> and it's like wow, it's... there's a super motivating thing. It's really fucking cool that it's right there. Yeah.
2: it's so cool. and just like what you're saying, like I love when people like put these routes out and then just like the word of mouth, right? Like I think it's over here. like how do we do this? How, what what's the beta? How do we understand? How can we move there?
0: Uh, and then what is the you know? And then what are the what are the rules? Yeah, like do we get to cash or is the next one to you know is it? And I don't even know if it's been if it's happened yet. May, I think maybe this last year it happened in a, with, to, with no with no support. no mm-hmm. support. That uh, Kelly Kelly did that. Did that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh, bravo, girl. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so cool. Yeah. So brutal. Yeah.
0: When did you? do that
3: the covid year oh okay yeah Yeah. (laughs) the year that Ah. everyone did it (laughs) (laughs) practicing the sections and i was like oh there goes another one there goes another one i think like probably like 50 60 people did it that year after maybe 50 60 people had done it before then in total in total yeah (laughs) i get
0: because i my guess is if it whether it was 2001 2002 i mean nobody I mean, Andrew McLean had tried it in winter, obviously, and maybe Jared had as well. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But we were like, this is, you know, there's no information, (laughs) essentially. Like, no, nobody to call and go, dude, what do I do here? Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) hey, when you get to the Devil's Castle, do you, you know, (laughs) that one super technical Mm -hmm. section, do you bail off to the right or to the left? You know, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's fucking
2: wild. It's super cool.
0: Twenty. Years ago, I tough. guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that can happen in 20 years, apparently. Weird. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, and so for the Millwood, its I don't know the numbers exactly, but it's less than 25 people have done it in total or yeah, right think around there?
3: Yeah, the, I think I was the 20... 21st person. Okay. One person had done it twice, so it was the 22nd okay. completion. Awesome. Um, And since then, I think it's also been done by one other person, too. Okay. So 23 people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty...
0: <sighs> Man. We'd look on Strava. Oh, we were, like, following you the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or whatever it was. Not Strava, but some other We
3: thing. were on the gram. To, <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Him, oh, yes. Justine. Partner did an amazing job of... It was keeping so everyone updated on what I was doing. People who yeah. don't people who
2: only know you through me were like stoked and <laughs> yeah. excited. They're like, Where's
3: Justine? What's she
1: doing? <laughs>
2: um Yeah, tell us a little bit about that process of um deciding to go for that and then putting because you had a special team together. Um is you had all women pacers. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah,
3: that was really special. And I didn't plan it that way before. Um but like, I have a, an amazing community of women runners yep. um, and total badasses. Like, many of them were coming off of just having run 100 miles themselves or yep. were about to do another 100-miler next weekend because um, I did it right in between the two big 100-milers in Utah, um, Wasatch 100 and the Bear 100. Oh, the Bear, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and they were, like, still down to <laughs> pace me for sections. Um, I had seven seven ladies go from the beginning to the end and yeah i just like asked for help and the women women answered (laughs) they were like we want to be a part of this and most of them like decided to get a few extra miles after like run back to their car or something
2: oh my god that's (laughs) awesome
3: (laughs) yeah there's some pretty amazing ladies here getting a little emotional good yay (laughs) good because it's
0: having support like that it's huge for things it's really fucking it's if it's a big enough thing um you do need help
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah and then the people you choose to ask for help also then become part of it mm-hmm. and
2: oh it's a really special thing you ask for help and people are like yeah and you're like oh, wait what, what? <laughs> you you love and care about me and want to do this with me Awesome.
0: It's yeah. funny. Like the, um, famous French alpine climber, Patrick Gabarou had done a traverse of the Mont Blanc Massif, um, on his own named it. It was called Ballad pour Heidi, which is his daughter's name. And, uh, I was like, I'm going to try that, but you know, but more. Yeah. And, or to do something different and to have, to start out and do the first two faces, uh, because you, know, you climb a North Face, you descend a South Face, you end up at the bottom of another fort North Face in the Alps, climb that one, go down. How, and, and I was just like, well, I'm just going to try and do it completely. You know, no motor, no, no, like, not riding my bike up to the trailhead. That was in the future. That was a future idea. Yeah. But um, to just try and go with no help except for someone to, like, I I can't carry everything. So I'm gonna need some, you know, I'm gonna need food at some point. And um, so Trevor and Tanya Peterson, who were in Chamonix, and Trevor's like uh, an incredible, or um, incredible extreme skier, very influential on the extreme ski ski community over the years, he and his wife Tanya skied up to the couvert hut and met me and they fucking brought food and they brought a bottle of wine and, mm. um, and just that connection. And we had like a short overnight there shared time, energy fellowship. And then I went on my way the next day and you know, then they ski and they skied down. And that was kind of, that was like the last thing I ever did with Trevor before he got killed. And So those moments shared, they will be with us, you know, forever. Oh, yeah. That someone asks for help. Someone says yes. A, I think we're blown away as people in the first place. Like, oh, someone will help me. Someone's into this. Someone knows and cares about me. That's a huge thing. And
2: they give a part of themselves to to the effort. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, We talk about, like, capacity or potential... And and I agree exactly what Justine said at the beginning. Like we have, there's so much more within us than, than we realize at certain points in our life. And then when somebody's in our corner uh, and they believe in us as well and they'll help cover those miles or help take care of us as we cover those mm-hmm. miles, we can just go even further. Yeah,
3: Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty spectacular. I thought I would just try and ask a little bit from a lot of people. And then once they become invested, it's like, holy crap, I had like... 15 people on the side of the road in big cottonwood at mile like 80 um (laughs) luke
2: nelson texted me
3: and he's like where's justine like i just
2: landed in salt lake city i got out like i'm driving home i gotta go see my family but if she's close to being done i'll go see her and oh. so it's like all these other people, you know, are like, uh, they find out you're doing this effort and this thing and they're like, yeah, we want to be there. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: it's amazing. Yeah. I had no clue that they were going to do this, but at the end of it, they set up like, there's like a disco ball and they had like to- <laughs> toilet paper, like as like the finish line you run through. <laughs> yes. It was amazing. And people came out at one thirty in the morning. Like, yep. <laughs> it was super special. Very very amazing. <laughs> That's
2: incredible. So tell me, so how much vert is in Millwood? It's uh, a, it's a decent. Yeah, yeah. thirty
3: six thousand. Yeah, was what I ended with. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought it was going to be a little more actually. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs>
0: Which is quite a bit. So Wasatch one hundred is twenty seven thousand.
3: I think like twenty four thousand. Twenty four thousand.
0: Yeah, 36,000
2: so is a pretty impressive <laughs> amount of vert in any distance, it... but in 100 miles. Man.
1: That's per-
0: yeah. yeah. It's a really remarkable community. I mean, and it, it's a remarkable community of, let's just say, you know, ultra, um, air quotes, um, mm-hmm. runners. Um, and I think part of that is the... Um, you do anything for that long, your true character comes out. Mm-hmm. That the, 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 uh, you can't delude yourself anymore. You can't pretend to be anything other than you are. Mm-hmm. And, and then once you've gotten to that point where you have a super accurate look in the mirror after 100 miles and however many thousand you know, vertical feet, um, you start to be able to see others as well. And and understand what they are experiencing. Oh yeah! That it's not like I want to have done it. They're all saying I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to be in it. I am in it.
2: Let me help you and, in it. And then <laughs>
0: let me help you in it because I also understand what you're, you know, what you're experiencing because I have experienced something similar. And if you keep if you're part of this group of people who keep going back to that well, yeah, it's it's never no one's chest thumping afterwards you know everyone's just like what can i you know if you're the person who has just done the thing and you're broken down physically and psychologically and you're surrounded by people who are asking what they can do to help um you know which which sort of uh flavor of Epsom salt might go to the story to you for the many baths you're going to take in the next day. Like these oh things God, like yes. that, oh. you know, because, because we've been there and we've all had our souls stripped, you know, we've all stripped our souls bare by way of our own effort and so we can actually recognize it in someone else. I think mm-hmm. it's a really beautiful and extraordinary thing.
2: It's such a beautiful thing and I don't know if we understand, like I don't, I don't know if we understand the impact we have on others. Mm -hmm. And I go back to like the first time I witnessed a hundred mile race, how moving it was Mm -hmm. to me to like witness these people putting themselves through this tremendous, like the effort that the runners and the racers were expressing was just so soul moving. It was, I didn't know the potential within the human body at that point point. And then exactly what Mark is talking about to watch them come into the aid stations and watch the care and love of their families and their friends Mm -hmm. look after them. It's like one of the most beautiful human expressions to be able to witness. And, and, you know, sport can get, well, I don't even want to go on this. Like sport can be taken into selfish realms, but then when you see it expressed as, as um, humans moving and discovering and pushing themselves And then you watch the love and care between these different people that are helping them on this journey. It's such a uniting and connector and such a beautiful relationship that's happening. Um, It's really impactful. And I mean, we didn't... I was bummed. It was like, we never know where we're going to be. If we're going to be in Montana or Utah. And like we just left a couple of like the week before I probably had a shoot or something. And I was like, oh man, we're not going to be there when Justine does this. Um, So you prepped course you ran parts that you hadn't run before and and connected them ahead of time yeah yeah what was some other prep or what
3: was some other prep or how did you set yourself up for best success um just like figuring out how long sections would take me was the best way to help my crew figure out where I was gonna be yeah and luckily I was like pretty spot on with all my times I was like running maybe 45 minutes to an hour ahead for most of it um And that was easy for them to get to just, yeah. The practicing of the sections was like huge because there was one point There, the one of the hardest sections is going over Kessler Peak. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And there is a hiking trail up there, but this route does not take the hiking trail. Yeah. I mean, it, why would it? Yeah. yeah. Jared. <laughs> Thank Jared. you, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, the other part about that section was there's just been, like, a lot of drama um, about Cardiff Fork, and, um, that's been going on in the news like there's okay. li- private property up there oh, okay. um yeah. and like a week before i was set to run um millwood they decided that public was not allowed on the road there anymore <laughs> like oh, the- at, the,
0: at the bottom of kessler's
3: yeah so you or- come from pole line pass down cardiff yeah in upper cardiff and then go up from the side okay
0: so it's it's higher up it's higher up yeah the, the, the private property is okay and so and so they just basically said there's no public easement across our private land anymore a week before you're gonna do it
3: yeah and so i was like oh god i emailed jared i was like what do i do do i um is there a different section how that do i, I can know where do? the perimeter like...
0: is, you know of this yeah
3: and those the there are signs posted everywhere everywhere like every tree going up there that says private property no trespassing private property no trespassing and we're like when i'm scoping out this section like my friend who was with me was like i am terrified right now totally (laughs) um and it was kind of scary but um we made it up and over and we're scooting on our butts through like sand that goes over cliffs like we're call it facetiming people that had done this section before like this, this, is, this is a section it? you're telling me about yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, like have to go under this cliff band but the ground below is super steep and it's just like sand and you're there's another cliff band below you so you're like one, if I slip or the ground moves under me, I am going off that cliff down there. Yep. Um, yep. and so we're like sliding our whole body across this. I, I, uh, I understand with the butt technique,
2: I also sometimes call it the cooch scooch
1: <laughs> <laughs> when I'm crabbing my way somewhere. I'm,
0: I'm intrigued by. It just in my own feeling by the by the private property issues yeah a lot of because um having spent a ton of time in europe Mm -hmm. and i mean most of my formative like i was either you know fully public land in the cascades or places when i was starting to learn how to climb and then ending up in europe where you know there are there's basically a public easement or even right of way across private property if you're you know, accessing certain mountains or trails or this or that, and and people don't nece- and, and that's a cultural history thing um, and then to come back and part of the you know, when I first came back from Europe and, and there it just, and it never mattered you'd come down off a, you know, descend off a, a route in the mountains that you'd never done before, fuck up the descent, end up in somebody's yard <laughs> You know, or pasture or whatever, it's not a problem. You know, you you step over a barbed wire fence to keep the livestock in there, and it's not a thing. And I always wanted, and I believe in the the you know the the concept of private property and being able to do what you want on this property. Um, but but then you know me as the sort of anarchist mountaineer is also like, hey, if I walk across your land. In upper, you know, Cardiff. Yeah, you don't want like 500 motherfuckers doing it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Maybe-ish. I don't know how it would would work. But in anyway, I came back from Europe, ended up spending some time in Colorado where you cannot move and do anything without fucking trespassing, you know, <laughs> without the, like, everything is confined into certain areas because of the hardcore nature of the dominion over private property, which um, I'm a little bit conflicted about because, yeah, I own it, and then there are other people who have permits to graze their cattle on mm-hmm. public land who also believe that they own it, you know, that they own that public land because they got the permit to do the thing, and then they run more cattle than they're supposed to, and then they have problems with the BLM and blah, 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 <laughs> but um, this this whole thing about, like, no, I'm going to be one person going across this area Mm -hmm. that if I'm a responsible human being adhering to sort of leave no trace, take only photographs, leave Mm -hmm. only footprints kind of a thing. I think maybe we need to have a discussion about, you know, movement and freedom and property and privacy and all of those things that, um, can accommodate I don't know different intent different use different ideas
2: I mean that would be my hope it's so it's hard you know my favorite trail in Bozeman was accessible because um, private property owners were kind enough to allow a trail easement through it yeah. you know and there's just a sign up close the gate behind you and literally is my favorite trail oh yeah yeah I love it I used to go out there all the time. Charlotte would go out there. I took Mark out there. Travis, that was like Travis's like last um, hill workout I made him do (laughs) was out there. Nice. (laughs) Um, I love this trail. And I don't know, two years ago or something, I ran up it and I didn't read any of the signs because I'd been up there so many times. (laughs) And I didn't realize that all they were new signs. And they said that they had to close their private property. And that's because people had disrespected it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You assholes but this also, is my favorite trail and you guys couldn't respect yeah. it and now i can't go up here
0: <laughs> nor can you get in the most time and distance efficient way to the beautiful spot to, to elbow lake
2: oh yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. like you have yep. to
0: go around this private like there is a farm you know there's a more direct route to get to you know right. to cowan yep um that you'd have to you know go around because again probably people disrespected that private property yep when there could have just been a like a, hey, let's just be cool, we understand somebody owns this, and they're allowing us to traverse their properties, so.
3: So say thank you, and yeah. be quiet. <laughs>
0: and don't tear shit up <laughs>
3: yeah and i think that's what happened in the wa- like yeah. in cardiff was that i think it's more of an, a winter issue with the, so many backcountry skiers oh. going up there Oh, for sure and private landowners are allowed to have their snowmobiles up there and i guess there's like a cat operation or something and backcountry skiers would be disrespectful to the landowners totally. and, and they were like we've had enough of people telling us that we can't it's a watershed you can't have your snowmobile up here but like it's private property. They can, yeah. So that's actually how we get to our house. Yeah. Here. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah,
2: and
0: and then there's I, I guess the other aspect of that is what are what is my liability as a private property owner? Mm-hmm. If there's a backcountry skier that gets hurt on right. my property, mm-hmm. is it because this tree that's on my property was an attractive nuisance? <laughs> you know, like yeah. you know having the kid drown in your pool in your backyard because right. it looked cool and it was a very hot out, or you know whatever. It that just so there's uh, a lot of things there to n- navigate, and I get it. You know, it's yeah. private property, you get to say what you want because mm-hmm. you actually yeah. did purchase it. Yeah. So you got through that section, though, yeah, yeah, the and- first
3: time and the second time. The second time, I was like. 80 miles in and I was like I don't really care if someone tries to give me crap I'm just gonna be like I've been out here for 80 miles right now yeah. I need to get up and over that mountain so. nice <laughs> you are going to let me yes <laughs> yes or arrest me and yeah.
0: give me that warm bed yeah. in jail down there and of whatever,
3: <laughs> whatever happens I'm just putting one foot in front of yeah. the other you make your decisions
2: I made mine man
3: <laughs> <laughs> and we saw now both good. times yeah <laughs>
0: um, man and there's some other places uh where the navigation's not it's not your sort of standard you go to wasatch or you go to any of these other races there's pretty good course markings right? yeah pretty yeah. good flags yeah <laughs> that kind of thing where you're like i don't have to Effort and also navigating. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, I can just follow the flow. And this year, navigating, and you have to be mentally aware of where you're at along the yeah. trail. Yeah,
3: yeah. After not sleeping for forty
2: hours. Yeah. <laughs> so that, how did but, you feel during? You felt pretty good, didn't you? I though? felt
3: really good. good. I don't know. I think that I've prepared myself well this summer with other endurance efforts. Yeah. Um. So I was comfortable with the mileage, and it was the first time that I'd done an effort for. Well, I guess it was one and a half nights because I finished around 1.30 in the morning. Yep. So that was it was longer, but luckily I knew that by the time that second night started to set in, I was like, I know that I'm almost done, yep. so I <laughs> can just hobble to the finish, which is what I did have to do. Like my the last seven miles, my knee, like. Something happened to it. It was so sore. It was so swollen. Um, and I'm just like hobbling down. I felt like I was moving so fast. But I looked back at it and I was like, wow, I was really slow, like 20 minute miles going downhill when I was running. I so understand this.
2: Mark took a video of me
3: finishing the second day of the 50Ks and I thought I'd like picked
2: up my pace and then I watched the video and I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, so that's what
0: I looked like. I was jogging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there was
3: one point, um, my pacer for that last section had to tell me, like, why don't you just try walking? Like, running's not working right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Was like, am I really faster walking than running? She's like, yes, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
0: sometimes it's the, it's the case. Yeah, really, is yeah. that you know. You'll have a shorter stride when you're running to absorb the shock. And if you just slowed down, you could take yep. each step mm-hmm. a, a bit more. But um, yeah, the end of the second day of the you know 50K race, um, I thought you were moving great. Thought I thought so too, I, and I. But that, and that's me watching. Yeah,
2: totally. Thank you.
0: Like, so you're, you know, you're,
1: you're,
2: I just thought I was moving faster <laughs> than yeah. than what I was. Your
0: your per self per, your perception of what was happening was. I was like, fuck, she's she's still moving. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just want to be clear about that. Because... Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah. 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 Um, but overall, pretty amazing. Yeah, I was able to keep food down the whole time, um, which I didn't. I don't. I hate goos and oh, me running too. Gross. food, yeah, but same. I was spent.
0: Science diet. <laughs> 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 what I, we call it. I don't know. <laughs>
3: yeah. I spent $200 on spring energies. They're so good. They're and so they good. Stay down. Yeah. But, man. Yeah. $4 a Goo is very expensive. It's very expensive, <laughs> completely. But it was worth it. They stayed down and Good. like ate meals at every of my one of my crew spots. And was like Mac and cheese and potato soup and quesadillas. And... Did you say mac and cheese? Oh yeah, that's his favorite. Fuck yes, <laughs> yeah. I feed my twelve-year-old. My her twelve-year-old. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I still eat like a twelve-year-old.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we always joke. Like Mark makes these like chef amazing meals. Like every single day, they're absolutely incredible. And you know. Once every four months, he doesn't want to cook an evening. I'm like, I got it, man. (laughs) And so I'll make a 12-year-old's dinner, you know. And one time I even did sriracha mayo swirls on top of polenta and I sent it to Aaron and Michael. <laughs> they just died laughing that I was making Mark Twight polenta with sriracha maya swirls. I was like, the presentation matters.
1: Guys. <laughs> How was it?
2: It was tasty. Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. I could...
0: I, I... <laughs> I mean I'll eat Kraft macaroni Sometimes Annie's You know Because they say It's organic Yeah Oh yeah But he'll he'll
2: blue box it For sure Oh Blue and yellow Yeah
0: I don't even want To say the Kraft name. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, yep. It's the blue and yellow. yellow <laughs> yeah. The white cheddar one. Yeah, the, it's all bougie the, and shit. The, no, <laughs> no, the cheese
3: that's like so orange that you're it's, like, oh, yes. this has got. To, this this is has more good.
0: chemicals than <laughs> nutrition.
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. But, it's but still the last, so good. <laughs> last macaroni and cheese I made. Was real today. It was the white, it was Annie's white cheddar. Oh, yeah. But then I had cheese, cur- like the super spicy southern cheese curds that Aaron oh, got. Oh, Aaron for got me. you.
3: Yeah. So you elevated it. I <laughs>
0: elevated, I improved it. Uh, and then two leftover meatballs. Brilliant. Yeah.
3: Brilliant. <laughs>
2: Not
0: as good as the meatballs last night.
2: No, those were amazing. <laughs> yeah. um So real meals. Yeah. 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 I love them. Which is a
0: huge thing in an endurance event Mm -hmm. is to figure out the food that you can eat and then also keep down and
2: keep it down yeah yeah
3: Yeah, I was somehow able to um I thought I'd be able to plan ahead like I'm gonna want mac and cheese now and you just don't of course I wasn't but my partner Kelly was good enough that he had like everything ready for me to go like you want mac and cheese you want soup you want whatever that's great yeah because
2: you can't you we think that we might be able to know what we'll want at certain points, but it's like such a, like, yeah. in the moment. Yeah. And you're either like, yes, I want that, or dear God, no, I do not want that right now.
3: Yeah, yeah. and I had a, like, a central command person yeah. um who's oh my god, yes. supposed to she was supposed to help out at one of the aid stations but she ended up getting covid she's like i am going to run all the communications for everyone oh, and that's incredible. <laughs> so she was like messaging the in reach like what does she want to eat at the next one so they'd have it ready for it, me oh my god when i crewed <laughs> ashley's hundred we figured that out like i would run out like you can like
2: go join them at a certain point so i would run out to her i'd have a radio on me and i'd be like what do you need what do you want she would tell me and then i'd radio it in and that was so helpful for having things prepped and ready for her when she came into the aid station Mm -hmm. that's so cool Yeah, yeah
3: it was awesome but yeah so i'd like after every aid station or crew spot um i would like, take a break from eating for an hour because I'd shove food in my face totally. for good. Yeah. 15 20 minutes. But after that, I'd be able to eat like every half hour pretty regularly, which was good. That's really good. Yeah. And you had
2: like, um, pretty great, you had a uh, positive mental, emotional the whole yeah. time, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah.
3: I think I, I cried at um the top of little uh alta um yeah. just because there were so many people there like my friend had biked up little cottonwood to see me i'm oh. like <laughs> wow <laughs> and that section had hurt yeah. but um coming down snowboard. uh and I was like, "Holy crap! There's so many people here to see me, and there were so many other people up there too." And everyone's like, "She's running a hundred miles!" And I'm like, "Am I really doing this?" <laughs> yes. It's when I well, to, like, I can't
0: stop. Yeah. Now. yeah. <laughs> at least while well, they can still see me. <laughs>
3: and I think that was the point that I realized, like, I'm gonna finish this thing. Like, it's so great. Yeah. And so at the end of it, I was like. I did it. I knew I was gonna do it. Like I am drained. There's nothing left. Like can't even shed a tear, which was crazy for me. I mean when I volunteered at aid stations, I like cry for every runner that comes through. Exactly. (laughs) You're almost there, thirteen miles.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
3: (laughs) Like feeling their pain. (laughs) Oh yeah.
2: When you're talking about your friends meeting you up there, I mean I would just like pick like when the first time I did a fifty mile race my friends from bozeman decided to drive down for it they they actually didn't make it down there till after (laughs) the finish but every time every time i thought of you know these three individuals who love and care about me enough to drive hours to like come see this race every time i thought of them i would tear up because i'm like oh my god these people like love and care about me enough to show up today and like give their love and encouragement and then i would just like cry and then, and then now, ever since then, we laugh because they didn't get there until after the race was done. But still, like, the heart of it is the same. Yeah. Were yeah. they like
0: day drinking on the way? What was going I hope on? So. <laughs> <laughs> it was Allie, Christopher, and Tyler. So, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's
2: incredible. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's truly an amazing experience.
0: It's awesome. Did you have to, with these kind of long efforts, like Ruth, 24 hours and this. 45
3: yeah 44 hours 39 minutes
0: um you had to teach yourself to eat and to look after yourself yeah which is a like that's a such a it's an aspect of endurance you know sport I think that goes unrecognized Mm -hmm. in a way that there's there's no way to um there's not a yeah you could get you can droop's book you know about sports nutrition and this and that Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah you need to have 300 calories per hour and if you mix fructose with glucose and blah 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 and then you know two different transport mechanisms you can actually get it in and and you could follow all that stuff but then at some point you're like into mac and cheese you know or you're into john stampstead you know when he was um winning the uh i did a bike thing um in in alaska a bunch of times it's like one of those things was like yeah i get halva and and i make little balls out of it and i roll it in citamax powder or i eat a you know toasted spam and cheese sandwich or something like the shit that you're all of these things that you're not supposed to do yeah. according to the science but it's all you can do mm-hmm. um and for you was it mostly trial and error
3: yeah i mean, and i'll just eat i'm lucky that my stomach is pretty strong um i don't like to eat while i'm running like blair and i talked about this earlier this week like i go for my runs in the morning on an empty stomach and that's better and then i finish and eat a lot um yeah. but you can't do that for this so. yeah. <laughs> i mean i guess some people can i was like <laughs> listening to a podcast um through the first night and this guy's talking about running 100 miles like without eating anything the whole time i'm like that oh, is God. insane yeah. <laughs> like
0: it's if you if you look through the history of these events and granted they're generally been shorter than 100 miles um but Tim Noakes had, you know, done all the research, a lot for his book on hydration and looked back at, you know, people were doing these events with, you know, it was only post 1969 when Shackley or whoever it was, you know, basically invented quote unquote Gatorade. And then made it become necessary for everyone <laughs> through their marketing campaign. But up until that time, people were doing marathons and are like, if you eat and drink, you're going to lose. <laughs> you know, that was the mode. You know, that was the, the, the general theory in the day for a lot of years where people did not eat or drink for these long events and did just fine. Um, it, you know, maybe recovery w- took longer. You know, all n- not everything had been studied, but just like consumption during the event and the final total time kind of thing and and then and then now it's just like every, I, I mean I remember I mean I even wrote about it in Extreme Alpinism like I set my uh, my the, the alarm on my watch to go off every 15 minutes every 15 minutes I drink every 30 minutes I have a goo <laughs> and that was the way I did shit because mm-hmm. I thought it was necessary um, and then maybe and maybe for the optimal optimal performance at the highest highest level It is, but then also maybe not because energy comes from, can arrive within us from other sources as well.
3: Yeah. I just did what felt right and that seemed to work for me, luckily. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the science behind it. I don't like, there are people that map it out. Like, I need to eat 700 calories this hour. I'm like, just eat a goo every half hour and <laughs> it'll if you work. can you yeah, know yeah. and
0: then you're just like man I'm really tired of sweet yeah
3: oh. yeah there was I was really into this like one goo roctane I had a pouch of it mm-hmm. um and somewhere at the end of the first night I I dropped it somewhere and that was the only thing that was like I was craving oh yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> My community, of course, they're like, "Where can we get this goo at five o'clock in the morning (laughs) to get up there?" Like, it's fine. I'll just eat the gross one. (laughs) that's
1: that's wild.
0: I um, I was involved in that project of developing Rocktane back in the day, and uh, and when Bill Vaughn, Doctor Vaughn, who you know he was at Power Bar originally, and then left and started. Go, because I knew that there was a better idea, and some and so from the outset I w- had a kind of a professional relationship with them, and then we were trying to figure out stuff. Okay, how do we do? Because I am talking about in the mountains, we're doing these efforts that are you know more than twenty four hours nonstop, mm-hmm. and um, so I would get these. We were trying to figure it out. I would get these Ziploc bags by FedEx to be like a gallon Ziploc bag with you know basically half a gallon of the new stuff in it and you know, then we need to realize, okay, well, if it's in a Ziploc bag, we need flasks. We need to figure this whole thing out where you can get like a soft enough plastic, even when it's super cold that you can still squeeze it and get the goo out. And, um, and some of the things that happened early on, and this is, you know, uh, 94, 95, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. um, uh and some of them were like trying to put different supplements in because like, mm. man you get real stupid around 24 hours oh yeah like so we need is there something and it's not a stimulant because there's plenty of caffeine in it um what else can we do and like choline was a thing road rode we went down for a little bit and like oh man yeah it works really good if you can get it down <laughs> but it tastes so bad <laughs> it's so bitter so awful and then eventually, you know, after some time in that space, um, the trend back towards natural food at lower paces became the thing. Like if it's yeah, if you if you need maximum calories, either to fuel the intensity or just because there's nothing else you can get to, like I can't chew, mm-hmm. I can't, and I can't. I don't have any water left, so I can't have solid food. Um, then there's a place for it. But man, it, I just, it seemed for the longer efforts, the more, um, real food that I ate, the better I felt not only physically, but spiritually. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The one big secret that I unlocked somehow, I think. Yes. <laughs> mashed potatoes in a soft flask. Yes. Um, <laughs> our, <laughs> yes. That's amazing. And our friend, <laughs>
0: Sean Kingery he
3: has an well,
2: incredible superpower. Well, his <laughs>
0: handle on Instagram is mashed potatoes and frosting
2: <laughs> because he's a cyclist, and it's like I don't know the time. It's like you know, thirty minutes out,
0: he'll like or well now, So the 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 formula came from Cody Oates, who I think at the time he was racing for fifty two eighty at the time, um, which was Jonathan Vowder's original cycling team before. The Chipotle, Garmin, uh, UCIT, and blah, 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 blah. And there were, and he was somewhere more than 30 minutes from home, bonking, whatever. Somebody hands him a Ziploc bag with mashed potatoes and cake frosting
2: mixed together
0: mixed together
2: if you can get it down you have a superpower for a little while
0: for a little while (laughs) and so he ate it he squeezed some into his mouth and he ate it he's fucking on fire for 30 minutes which was you know i'm just gonna say 15 to 30 minutes to little he needed more <laughs> yeah he said the crash from the mashed potatoes in cake. it worked it was like rocket fuel it was fucking amazing but when you come down from it you're in a deeper hole than when you started Clean like, up it's, on it's, aisle. You're, yeah exactly <laughs> and not even a wet cleanup you're just you're a dried out husk of your former self <laughs> and so cody told the story and kingry tries it and he goes it's fucking amazing if you do the timing right mashed potatoes and cake frosting and I'm just thinking like some Hershey's chocolate cake frosting I I don't know what it would be exactly I don't know but I'm I'd
2: probably be into
0: it (laughs) I think I I mean my inner 12 year old says yeah yeah Um, but again the timing has to be absolutely right or you just end up in a you know like, in a heap.
2: In
3: a, yeah, in a sugar hangover. So the,
0: the mashed potatoes that you make have to be runny enough to, like, mm-hmm. be able to squeeze out of a flask.
3: Yeah, we'd used instant mashed potatoes and just, like, made them a little waterier. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. It was Amazing. That's so good.
0: <laughs> That's fucking good. Yeah.
3: I, I don't think I could do it mixed together. Maybe I could do like a separate one of frosting. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> You're
0: just like running along with like a spoon and a can of Hershey's cake frosting. <laughs> you know, like, that would be. I mean, I just like somebody ran by me like that in the mountains. I would just like turn and bow down and be like, I worship everything that you've done. And if I saw someone be, like, running <laughs> with a
2: tub of. Frosting, frosting i would follow them anywhere <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. yeah um, um so so moving from the frosting only for a little while <laughs> um, we, we have to come back to it yeah a hundred percent always <laughs> um how have you folded this experience in like how has this impacted you yeah
3: I've got to think about what's next now. That's
2: the hardest part. I hear you completely. uh, (laughs) How did you recover from...
3: You've recovered well, haven't you? I recovered really well. Like the knee thing went away really quickly. Um, Whatever was going on there. At one point, I was like certain I tore something. It was so painful. But a few days later, it was fine. I think I was running on Friday again. (laughs) After finishing Monday morning. Yeah, I think that like those sorts of experiences are definitely ones that I want to like seek out more I I liked the style of the do-it-yourself yep um and there are races that sound like absolutely amazing but and I'd love to be a part of but just competing against yourself is really fun and being out there alone or with just one other person is it's just incredible you know it feels more like you're in the mountains than when you're Surrounded by tons of other racers. I hear that big time. Yeah.
2: Do you have anything on the horizons or a couple of things that you're kind of thinking about? Well, the the
3: Rufa maybe. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, I have not signed up yet, but. (laughs) He's right out back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And luckily the 24 usually doesn't sell out. So like that's kind of always or for this year has been. The way that I do it, like wait until the week of the race to sign up for it. Yep. So <laughs> see how I'm feeling.
0: <laughs> the six hour signs out for like sells out first. Oh I'm yeah, sure. and the twelve and the yeah. twelve <laughs> and. Twenty-four. That's like people are like. <laughs> I know it's a big difference from twelve to twenty-four. Oh, that's a it's yeah. a
2: huge difference. When I looked at that, I was like, "Oh man, do I need to be out for twenty-four hours of the winter, man?" <laughs> you
3: know? well, yeah. That's the beautiful thing about it, though. You don't have to go for all twenty-four, yes, and completely. I like it, that it starts at night, yep. um, so you get the hard part done first. Um, yeah, because it's.
0: It starts at 7 o'clock at night? Is that right? 6, yeah. 6, p.m. Okay. Mm -hmm.
3: And ends at 6 the next night. Yeah. 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 I think it's a perfect way to, like, train your body for those long efforts, too. You're supported the whole time. You have aid stations, like, every three miles. Yep. And, yeah, if you can't do it, that's fine. You just have to get down the mountain. (laughs) Yep.
0: Yeah, and then you can like in ten minutes you're at home. Yeah. Questioning <laughs> decisions that you've I've he- made. Heard about people
3: like going home and taking a nap and coming back. <laughs> That's a nice. Yeah. Yeah. I can
0: say, yeah, going home, taking a nap, having second thoughts, waking up, yeah. going back.
3: <laughs> like,
2: I'm not a quitter. I'm just a napper. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> oh
2: yeah. If we're here, I would love to do Rufa again. Yeah. yeah,
0: When it's, end of the month? It's end of, of January. It's, it's end,
3: end of. January. I think begin, maybe beginning of February. Okay, yeah, that but, makes sense.
2: Yeah, mm. um, it was mm. so incredible. It was so fun. And Courtney DeWalter did it yeah, this past year, and that she was crazy. Um, you both have such a similar spirit mm. in the fact that you can do incredible things, and you're encouraging. Up. You're stoked for others yeah. in the process, and that doesn't take anything from you. It just adds to the experience. Yeah. Um, And she had a really great day and had fun. I went out with her for lap one and she turned around and looked at me and I was like, yeah, I messed up real bad. I should not be here <laughs> near you right now. <laughs> the next time I see you, you'll be lapping me. <laughs> oh man. I but it was awesome. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I was on my seventh lap when I saw her come up behind me and I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> Fangirl so hard. Of I'm like, course. you're my inspiration. hundred percent. And the, mm. and
2: and she's done such incredible things. Yeah. And and uh cool thing about that spirit is she would have been stoked for what you were doing <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah and she's done incredible things and then talked about them in a like in a way that makes those incredible things accessible to others
2: oh mm-hmm. yeah she just is like I obviously do not know her personally but what she emanates when you're around her is like she is just like excited to be there and to be moving and if you want to move alongside for a little while she's like yeah let's do
3: this yeah yeah Lap uh, seven, I was not moving beside her.
0: Because <laughs> she went, she did twelve. Yeah, right. she did twelve. She did, and yeah. she yeah, course
3: record. record for it. So yeah. I think she did like seven <sighs> laps and so and in twelve. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. yeah crazy.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, it's really wild how things have kind of. I mean, I'll just say I'll say changed, evolved, grown. Um, Cause my Early 2000s Like I moved here in 2001 And uh, And I had a, a Kind of a job And so Mount Wire and Grandeur Were <laughs> like the daily things mm-hmm. And You know back then I'd be like Yeah if I get like a 10 or 11,000 foot week It's amazing you know fast forward, and then if you're if you know into the especially into the ski touring season um if it wasn't a ten thousand foot day, yeah why fucking bother yeah, <laughs> and then now it's even beyond that. <laughs>
2: oh man I told Mark if it, it's okay we can cut this if it's not <laughs> um, but I told Mark like when you shared when you were like I've hit 500,000 feet of vert a while ago uh, I was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Mark Justine's hit 500,000 feet of vert already this year <laughs> yeah.
0: and then there was a bit like early 2000s back you know again to the ski mountain thing it was like Greg Hill did a, did a million uh, foot year Yeah, that's
1: incredible. Mm
2: -hmm. And then
0: I think he doubled it sometime in the next couple of years. You know, some crazy. We were just like, wait, a million feet of vert, dude. He goes, yeah. Towards the end, when I was like getting close, and I really wanted to hit the number because I'd become attached to the number or whatever. He was just he was just doing silly shit. Yeah. You know, or, um, but still, it's like, wait, a human body is can do that. Yeah, pretty and I'm like. A million vert skiing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think um, it's,
0: but a million vert when you have to run down. <laughs> I don't know if the human body, you know, if many human bodies could get away with that one. Yeah.
3: That's the fun part, though. I love it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yay. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Well, then, like, what is, a clearly, what you decide to do has to be inspiring in some Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. Um, Do you have, you know, some ideas for stuff? There are some
3: classics. Like, I would love to do the Wonderland Trail someday. Um, Yes,
0: you two should. Yeah. I'll I'll drive the van. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I'll I'll chef.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Justine, don't tell Mark. We should put frosting whatever these things are called, frosting Tupperwares in our packs and not tell Mark. So we come into an aid station
1: eating them. <laughs> I love it. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Be like, but I have this wonderful mac and cheese with cake frosting on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
2: yeah. Wonderland trail.
3: Wonderland trail. Um, there's a new one. Um, a new route in the Wasatch called I think it's called the BFT which can either mean back to front yep um Wasatch and it's also called the big fucking traverse so Into that, yeah. I think Adam Loomis set that this year. Um, it's similar, it incorporates pieces of Wasatch 100, the Whirl Millwood, and it goes all the way from Park City to Timpanogos. So, oh, nice, yeah, looks pretty epic. What about
0: so? What was the thing? Uh, fuck, I want to say it was Noah Howell, It, it was one of the protagonists when they basically did the whole Wasatch Crest from south to north.
3: Oh, um, that's done this year?
0: No, no, no. This oh. is this. I'll, I'll, I'm just gonna say, hey, Noah. Was that ten years ago? <laughs> um, and I want, and I think maybe the Duray brothers have done it also. Okay. I think Noah. Did, I, they might have done it first as a ski thing. Mm-hmm. I don't totally remember exactly, but it was a stupid sixty thousand vert something. <laughs> oh, wow. If I, rec- I mean, I. No, I'm just pulling numbers out of my uh, ass. Um,
3: I would not be surprised
0: but, from them. But, but, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wanna. Uh, I'd have to look it up, I guess. But yeah. it was some. It was it was crazy. It was just like oh, the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hundreds of people can do that. This yeah. one might be so far. And then Carl Tobin way back in the day when he still lived when he lived in uh Salt Lake and he was teaching down here um did a really cool thing from uh from Provo Canyon to Highway 6 um oh, wow. so over Provo Peak mm-hmm. and all of the this the the, the that, that whole ridge line behind you know that's east of Spanish Fork
3: yeah that's
0: crazy that's super um, cool it would be a cool one too
3: mm-hmm. yeah my friend um, Blaine and his friend just did uh, all linked all the Eleveners in the Wasatch together. Nice, 162 miles. Oh, um, inc- so you bike? They biked from, um, let's see, Timpanogos to Nebo. Okay. And yeah, <laughs> and then finished. Yeah, I think they slept for two nights, but. Did it all in one push that's pretty big yeah. it's incredible yeah, it's yeah super impressive yeah <laughs> man we're capable
0: human beings out there. Yeah.
2: there there are
0: so before we started recording you know we uh, talked about your first big sort of mountain adventure mm. so Obviously from New Hampshire, you had, if you got to Mount Stewart, you had gone west. Yeah. Um, How did you end up in the Pacific Northwest? My brother
3: bringing climbing to me, I learned how to climb. Um, And I always tried to like make that work. Um, I loved like long, easy alpine routes. Um, And I just could never get past leading. And hated leading yep. so much. But I loved climbing as long as it wasn't like I didn't like to climb harder than five five ten. Yep. Um and I always kind of depended on boyfriends to totally <laughs> tow me up things. Um yep. and had some really amazing mountain adventures with former partners, including Mount Stewart. Um that was just an epic going car to car, taking 20 and a half hours
0: <laughs> Which is pretty It's It's ama- I mean it's so cool Because I'm guessing If you did the West Ridge Which I think we Kind of determined mm-hmm. um, Then you probably Went in from the Tiana way Like you went past Ingalls Lake Maybe On the way there Does that we, ring a bell? Yeah
3: I think so Came around from The one side Go up the ridge And then back down And then
0: back down That south side And mm-hmm. then over a And di- on, on the way out You go over a different path Yes To get back Yeah Yeah, yeah. Which like, that's a. I mean, to do that, and it's a pretty big day to do in a day.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was amazing though. I was like, wow, I didn't know I could do something for twenty and a half hours. That yeah. you can
0: cover that much terrain, and yeah, and kind of take care of yourself well enough to want to do it again. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> which is like a big that's part a of part of it. Was it successful? <laughs>
0: We stood on the top, but I'm never doing it again. Okay, it wasn't successful. <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, I definitely cried a few times. There was a thunderstorm that was moving in, and it was like, boom, right there. We were like, we have to get off now. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> but also beautiful rainbow. It was. It was epic. It was that that range. That's a special place for
0: sure. And so you yeah. figured you could. You figured out at that point that you could go for twenty plus hours. Yeah. And. Yeah. That kinda as of, soon as you could do that, it opens up a lot of possibilities. Yeah, so it does.
3: Yeah. Um and shortly after that, it was like the end of that summer that relationship ended. Um but I was like looking for ways that I could push myself for that long and figured out that I had to leave climbing. You know, yeah, let it go. Yeah. Um, but, but it translates to like scrambling. You know, I feel super confident scrambling on a ridge line, yep. and the climbing background really helps that. And um, so, when
0: you did the whirl, it seemed fairly accessible. Like you're not thinking so much about, it, even though it's loose in that one section, and it's pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> <The notch>. yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, but that's another influence that my brother had on me. He was doing the reverse whirl. Um, and he asked me to pace him for the last section, and I was terrified, but I did it. So didn't. starting,
0: so going up like the hemagogues and starting with Lone Peak? Yeah, he went up
3: it, the notch and like, did Lone Peak and then went around backwards. He's like, I know I'm not going to be fast, but someone's got to do the yo-yo whirl, which someone uh, just did. Oh, and, oh, nice. Back to... <laughs> did both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yep. <laughs> so. Man, human beings are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> they are. <laughs>
3: but yeah, I paced him for that, and he's like, you should do it. And I was like, no way. That was terrifying. And I let that idea sit for like three days, and then I was like, oh, man, all right, I got to do it. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> yeah. If I can do that section, if I can down climb Monte Cristo, which was <laughs> pretty yeah. scary. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh yeah, I
3: can go the other way.
0: Going That's up. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, just as a aside, we'll get back to this. Um, Blair said that you had listened to some of the podcasts this week, knowing that you were coming, and one of them being the with the one with Kelly. Yeah. Who I find an incredible inspiration. Yeah. And you similarly, I mean, just in a, in the way that she, you know, when because I think the. Um, I can't remember. If she's been on once or twice now, but
1: I think
2: twice.
0: Because once was pretty close to after her, a whirl, yeah. and then. But then also, uh, I think the, the hive traverse. The, but it was the wind river thing? Yep. Like, re- like within a couple of days after that I'm just like, Kelly, you just go You conceive of these things and you just get out there on your own And fucking get after it It's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, yeah,
3: I actually remember listening to that episode that she you did Right mm-hmm. after the Wind River High Route um, yeah. While I was like training for that For the world While I was practicing yes. that last section yep. <laughs> And you guys just chatting about the like Experience, the weird places you go When you're that deep in it yep. And I was like, I've got to figure what out what that is, you know. I want to go there. Yeah. I want to get weird. I want to yeah. see some things. Yeah, feel <laughs> something. <laughs> have some hallucinations. Oh and- yeah.
2: And it's like, and that's like that impact that we don't realize we're having on other people. You know, like sometimes Kelly will text me, and I'll be running, or or we'll have been in conversation with the past couple of days, and even like for. Travis's anniversary uh, this year, it's just everyone's schedules are kind of busy. And so I was like, well, I really wanna do this peak I've never done it before. There's not a, like, a set route up it. I think I can figure it out by myself. And Kelly was, like, part of that, like, you know, thinking about you and her and these people that will go out in the mountains on their own, I was like, okay, Mark, well, I don't have a buddy to go do this one, but I'm just going to go try and do this one. I didn't make it up it. (laughs) It was was a little out of my league. Um, But still, like, that impact or that that movement out into the mountains, um, part of that was because I know of the things that you all have done and that helps fuel that fire helps move me into the mountains in different ways aww yep. yeah that's yeah. really special it was super special <laughs> yeah
0: sorry I'm just because only handle it once we're doing a little Ohio I'm just gonna send Kelly a text right now oh perfect because <laughs> we're talking about her and yeah. I haven't thought about her in a little bit yeah so you two continue amongst yourselves <laughs> I'm not ignoring you I'm tr- you know and I can't bring her into the conversation but just let her know what's happening <laughs> nice. she's being thought of
2: (laughs) um yeah um I just so value the way that you um move in the mountains uh your community here you do a lot or you you help out with women of the Wasatch here as Mm -hmm. well That's a group that you meet up with each week yeah yeah
3: yeah So so I after our time in the Grand Canyon yep I was like, okay, I should probably find some people to run with. Because up until that point, I'd only been, I'd been running by myself. I hear you. Um, I got a dog to, yeah. <laughs> to run yeah, with I me. I was like, yeah. <laughs> was like, I don't know anyone It just that does what I do. So I'll just keep doing it by myself. But I had heard about this group and I was like, okay, there are other women runners out there. Like, I need to reach out and and meet them. Um, and I had... A very interesting first experience. How so? (laughs) Uh, I brought Nigel, my dog. Yeah. And he, we'd never been on a group run together. And he's like, oh my God, this is awesome. I have to like be at the very front. And I could not hang with that front pack. And he abandoned me for the front pack. There was another dog up there. He's like, and I'm giving it everything I've got to try and keep up with these incredibly fast ladies. And... Just like, oh, my God, this I can't do it anymore. And I, like, tried to use my e collar to, like, get him come back. I'm like, why isn't he coming? Why isn't he coming? And I, like, just kept turning it up. And then I realized I had it on the wrong setting. And I switched it on, shocked him on a 10. And he screams bloody murder. One of the girls has a panic attack because she'd just been bit by a dog. Oh, God. And... Uh, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm never. Com- I was trying to figure out ways that I could sneak out of that group run, like without anybody oh, seeing legit. me. But of course, the ambulance is pretty. Oh, yeah, the
2: first time I met Justine for a run, I realized that she drove an old ambulance. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, it's like, this is my friend. I, there's no way I'm sneaking out of here in an old ambulance.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: That's
3: yeah.
0: Amazing. Is it like a box truck ambulance it's like it a like van a- ambulance a it's van- a van ambulance yeah, yeah nice <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty sweet it seems like you uh,
2: smooth things over though with the
3: ladies yes yeah. yeah i was like okay that was just one bad experience and i was like next time i'm gonna be ready to run super super fast and i'm gonna leave nigel at home yep. and i went to the next one i pr'd everything but everyone had just done a 50 miler and like they were all <laughs> just totally smoked. on their recovery yeah, day yeah yeah <laughs> and i was like okay well I am but I can find a balance. And, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they I- uh, they started inviting me. Uh, I kept showing up, and they started inviting me on like cool weekend adventures. And we went and did the wedge and yep. the Zion Traverse yep. and a loop around Capitol Reef National Park, which I'd never been to before. It's nice. super Rocking underrated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, You did. And you did a you did Teton Crest Trail. Yeah, right? yep. yeah. So yep. I organized an event for for the women of the Wasatch for last summer. Yep. Um, we had to move weekends so it was a pretty small group but it was perfect it was like I it was so beautiful it was incredible
2: oh yeah that's one I've wanted to do for a long time it looks really beautiful yeah yeah
3: Yeah, I went and scoped it out before I run the first section which is you can bring a dog on yeah um with Nigel and then I went and did the back section and had my own little mini epic (laughs) (laughs) um practicing like doing this loop over paintbrush divide and it was still very snowy and very steep and there were some things that I had to some like couloirs I had to cross that still had snow and I was like holy shit I can't do this and I just ended up going straight down like luckily there were I didn't get cliffed out but it took me a long time (laughs)
2: that's Nisha and I did that run um not that run but we did a run of similar snow is what I mean Um, We did a big loop in Montana. Oh, this year. This year. I I don't even know what month that was. June?
0: June, I think it was June. It must have been
2: June. And it's a loop that, it's probably like 23, 25 miles Mm -hmm. um, with a decent amount of vert. And, but it it was too much snow. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was. Once you're in, you're in. But once you're in, it's the way. (laughs) I wasn't like, and we had gone so far in, we weren't going to turn around and go back the other way because then we've been spending the night out there. Uh and so we just committed to it. But yeah, I mean, I like you know, the snow melts quicker closer to the rocks. Mm-hmm. And so I like went through the snow all of the way. <laughs> all of the way you can go, I went through <laughs> the snow. Uh and uh enjoyed that uh that mini epic that we had. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's funny. I think like when you talk about the Teton Crest, I think that I think the Tetons are super def- deceptive as a mountain range. Because it seems like Super accessible, and because it's accessible, it becomes almost like casual in the way that you think about it. And then you get up there, and you're like, "Well, this for is this for real." And but you might be, um, yeah, deeper in than you thought or think. Or I, I, it's like the first mountain range outside of the Cascades that I ever went to, and, um with appropriate respect at that time and then it was later years where i'm like <laughs> after i spent a bunch of time in the alps and maybe been to the himalayas a few times to go back to the tetons i'm like <laughs> so like in tetons and then i'm like ow quit spanking me yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like to get surprised there is kind of no surprise mm. seems like yeah. mm. and so you organize that thing And then eventually, so after rehearsing front and backside, then Mm -hmm. like went off without a hitch. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, it did. (laughs) (laughs) It was, yeah, there were just three of us that did the full thing, and it was pretty amazing. Yeah. It's beautiful. I would highly recommend it. Yeah, I want to do that one. Yeah, yeah. You don't need a permit or anything because you do it in one push. Yep. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice. It's, yeah. I just seems... don't like
2: paperwork, so I just like to do things in one push. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And,
0: um, but it seems like, I mean, I'm, I'm good with the permit system to, from a conservation perspective. Oh yeah. Um, with its existence, I'm also really good with. The idea of getting around it by just, you know, doing the thing, mm. committing more deeply. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the permits—that's for people who need to sleep, <laughs> spend the night.
1: <laughs> I want to see some things,
2: man.
0: <laughs> they probably still won't let you do the normal route on Denali, uh, if you promise to not sleep. They probably would, you'd still need to permit and pay the fee, even if you could just fly in, start going.
2: I wonder if Killian had a permit.
0: F- oh, for, yeah. 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 Because there's certain people that, like, you I mean, can't. I think he's just so
2: fast, is what I mean. Like, oh, in no, and out, for, so fast. For sure. Yeah.
0: I mean, in 95, we were there, and Hans Kammerlander yeah. came, and, he, you know, first guy um, I'm just going I'll just say first guy to ski off the top of Everest cuz I think that's true um but he and Messner did Gashabrum 1 and 2 as an enchainment fucking amazing climber and they they still took 5 days round trip yeah um but which blew us away cuz the standard is you know 21 days for most people we know it can be done faster obviously but I just wonder if if that would be possible if you could just sit and tell Keetna, you know wait for the weather window fly in go for it and get out in enough you know in a day with enough time that uh you wouldn't need a permit
2: i mean i probably can't do that <laughs> so, nor, same year, i'm just hey we're just putting it out there folks uh,
0: you still have to pay probably and go through the uh, national park service orientation about frostbite and other weird shit and you know, but if you promise not to poop, then you won't have to take a fucking poop tube with you.
2: Oh, yeah, I mean I'm in. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> i wonder anyway i I think that the, the 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 permit thing to limit you know impact is um or at least modify it to sort of controllable human levels i think mean, that's a that's not a bad thing
2: Oh hundred percent
0: um yeah. but also. The fact that they allow anarchists and fit people... I know, that's so ...to great. go around it. <laughs> it's so it's great. It's still fucking pretty rad. It's really yeah. rad, honestly. How that like... It's <laughs> like
2: the intentional part of it and then the, you know, the side effects of that. Yeah. I like both of them. Yeah. yeah. So for the
0: picnic, you didn't yeah, drop a n- permit, right? No,
2: yeah, no permit, no camping. Um, yeah, we, we just left just I got movement. So for the picnic... I wanted to thank my crew. So I got us a really nice Airbnb in Jackson Hole. <laughs> and so we stayed at this really nice Airbnb and yeah, we just left from there, went and did it and then returned to there. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. That's that fun. was, it was fun those couple of years to do a lot of what you, the spirit of what you do is just like to go do these big efforts on your own or with people that you love in <sighs> uh, really beautiful places. And that was a really great time.
3: Yeah. 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 Yeah, I fast packed the You Went to Highline Trail this summer that's too. Right. Yeah. That was incredible. It was my first time fast packing and I thought it was gonna be I was like, oh, we can easily do like forty miles a day. Yep. Like, that's gonna be fine. It was <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Which is amazing for all these people like setting or fast packing like the at or doing this day in and day out yep. three days we did three days and it was hard to get 30 miles in each day yeah it was like it wasn't even that much for it, it was like six thousand was our big day for, like, but you had like also weather
2: was kind of an issue for you guys wasn't it or, or water
3: uh or oh was- yeah the trail we did it over july 4th weekend and it the trail was so wet yep. it was just like mm. you either just accept that you're going to have to walk through water the whole time or you waste so much time and energy, like trying to avoid it to keep your feet dry. Yep. But yeah, it was still amazing. Yeah. And we got one thunderstorm and I hadn't brought a ton of clothes. My jacket soaked through and then it, went from raining on us for like three hours to all of a sudden like a hail storm and we're hunkered under trees and (laughs) yeah Yeah. that that's a that's a special place
0: so proper adventure
3: yeah proper (laughs) adventure for sure
0: (laughs) and july 4th weekend i'm guessing the mosquitoes were probably um with you,
3: oh yeah, <laughs> oh, love it. But I'm I, from New Hampshire, so used, oh, we have okay. the black flies. So yeah, black flies. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have
0: experienced black fly season uh, in New Hampshire, which I, when somebody people tell me about it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Come on, can't be that bad. <gasps> and then I was there in June and actually working outside, um, clearing a section of forest.
2: Splitting wood, splitting and mm-hmm.
0: splitting wood with a chainsaw. Um, I have enormous respect for black fly season in New England. <laughs> Holy shit! But I've also never been bitten more bad like Talkeetna, oh, yeah. coming out of the mountains. Yeah, because the state bird of Alaska is it's, a mosquito. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, <after> it. <laughs> so there and the Uintas in like late June, early July. I've never been more ravaged by mosquitoes, except in those two places. <laughs>
3: Actually, when we were in The Enchantments, that was... So bad. Oh. I have never need, felt I needed to like cover my entire face, everything but my eyes. Oh yeah, Ugh. so brutal.
0: Yeah, if they if if people are telling you you need like a head net kind yeah, of don't thing, want to which there. is an Alaska thing, I'm just like no, yeah, no. Let's
3: go in winter. You don't even need the permit system. You just, <laughs> you just <yeah. laughs> go ahead. Yeah, the get eaten alive. Have, They have their own, <laughs> own permit system. They're just like,
0: if you want to come here, you need to uh, donate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Eat some of those mashed potatoes and frosting. First. <laughs> yeah, whatever then we'll, you. Then we'll. <laughs> yeah, you want to try vitamin B, garlic? Yeah, we don't. We don't play that here. We yeah. just get right through that shit. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so where does the um, that you enter route start and finish?
3: So you could. It one end is Mirror Lake. Okay. Um, okay. And the other end is way out (laughs) there's a couple different ways you could do it there's like a 60 mile version an 80 mile version and a 100 mile version i guess the we went from mirror lake and did the 80 mile okay i guess beyond that it's not quite as up there and out there so i guess we weren't missing too much
0: so you end up in wyoming
3: um not quite okay um I can't remember the name of the trailhead that it ends yeah. in, but yeah, it's 80 miles or look, 83 miles. We did the King's Peak add-on to hit that again. And that's <laughs> fucking
0: cool. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> it's fun. Are there any
0: organized or whatever, even unorganized sort of mountain running events out in the Uintas? Not
3: not that I know of. I've heard of like some days where a bunch of runners get together and do Kings Peak as fast as they can. Nice, um, but
0: so just like the casual running. So there's uh, in Colorado or in in the Front Range in Boulder, they're like you're not. There's no or you know if you if you do any kind of organized thing, um, uh, it's the, they want you to draw a permit, mm-hmm. and so there are all kinds of unorganized but semi. Like, hey, we're just getting together out here. No, it's not a race. We're each doing an individual time trial, right about the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there's always ways around that. yeah, but I'm just like, guys, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: We have to get Justine at Baldy. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. well, I
0: was thinking about like, as far as um because we were talking about the the Teton picnic. Oh, yeah. I was thinking, like, maybe the highlight picnic is kind of an entry, <sighs> like a gateway drug to... Bigger, we can talk to, about to, to more picnics.
2: <laughs> okay. So, Mark had two major surgeries this year. Mark had one total hip replacement, and then three months later, he had an ankle fusion. And that has been a journey uh, <laughs> and that he has navigated really beautifully uh, a lot of, in, in a very thank you for
0: saying so. I don't feel so beautiful about it.
2: <laughs> you are beautiful. <laughs> um, it's a lot to navigate, especially mm-hmm. as we talk about these things. I mean, Mark is a person who's, um,
0: crea- defined his identity with movement.
2: Well, who has created and was created by, uh, movement in the mountains and and on his own and with people he dearly loved uh and and that was through climbing and hiking and then also on the bike uh and also um with people he loves and cares about and and with dogs and so to have that so radically changed and to be inside of your own body and processing that is just it's a tremendous journey to be on and uh and he's navigated it incredibly well uh and so, he's made it through a very difficult year of major surgeries. We did have a sleepover for the ankle fusion at the hospital, which was like a super party awesome slash oh, was yeah. horrible. It's a really intense surgery to go through.
0: I was high as fuck. You were. It was amazing. <laughs> we acted like squirrels
2: for a little while. <laughs> so...
0: Like, girl, why are you here with me? I'm the one having the party.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, and in that process, you know, I needed to make my own running goals or experiences in navigating this year. And And as Mark's physicality, as he's able to do more again, we've been talking about different things that we'd like to do together. And I was like, dude, like, We can do the highlight picnic. Like, I just know it. And so we're looking at it. So it's like...
0: I mean, I've already written up highlight.
2: I know. You've already written up highlight. We we could just have two more things times two altogether to do again.
0: (laughs) But one of them is down highlight. And I've done that too. Oh, yeah. See? See? I've been rehearsing. Exactly. So... And I've... I've never swam across it. I've skied around the the reservoir. I've perfect. never swam across it. It's
2: it's huh? super fun. Yeah. We'll just get some glow sticks. Okay, perfect. <laughs> okay, so I won't know any of the distances, but if you want to do this, you bike up Highlight, you swim across Highlight Lake, and honestly, I forget which I think you do Blackmore Peak. I don't think you do Highlight Peak. I have to look. It's oh.
0: all, it's like a mini version. Of, it's, it's like a, mini a super, it's like a 50% version of the T-Top. It's a I super
2: pick. mini, but it's our backyard and it's beautiful and be a fun experience. Yeah. And so we're thinking about doing the Highlight Picnic next year.
1: Oh, that's amazing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you, <laughs> so if,
0: I'm not going to add on yet. I was like, we could do it from home. Why don't oh. we
2: do it first? <laughs> <laughs> because we know we can. That's true. Just, just coach me through the intersections <laughs> on the bike. Glow sticks. Oh yeah. See, if we did it, if we left in the middle of the night, I would be way into that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Actually, people, you know, if you I used to, I used to ride on the road a lot, oh, thousands of miles a year on my bike. I don't do it as much anymore. For a variety of reasons, but one of them is because people are always on their fucking phone.
2: Oh, it's true. That's the only scary (laughs) part of that. For me, is navigating the bike from home to Highlight Canyon. Yeah, Yeah. but
0: but the one year when I was forced to do all my training at night, and I would go out and ride up Immigration and whatever at night. Yeah. With lights. Yeah. Obviously, I become like my own like rolling disco party (laughs) party thing. And holy shit. It's way safer at night. I believe that. Like if you're, yeah, if you're riding, wearing all black clothing, Oh yeah. you know, no lights or whatever. Yeah, it's probably more dangerous. You're yeah. going to get pasted. But um, the fact that, you know, you've got this red flashing light in the back and it's super fucking bright because the tech now is amazing and then you've got a variety of lights, one on your helmet, one on the handlebars. Um, holy shit, people were super respectful.
2: Oh, I believe that.
0: And then if you, you know, you wear a big, pistol in a harness on your back. So that when any cars roll up on you, they realize that you have the means to defend yourself if they don't kill you immediately. <laughs> Man, they go by and giving you a really wide amount of distance.
2: Okay, so if we do that, then we can leave from the house. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. My own I was like cool. I was like, uh, well, we're not taking nineteenth, no.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. Why yeah. would you? Yeah, totally. You yeah. go by Rose Arms. Yeah. Go the back way. Perfect. You gotta get on 18th eventually.
3: Yep. How long do you think this'll take you?
0: <sighs> Who knows?
3: How long is the swim? Oh, you don't. I you don't know any do. of the
1: distances.
2: I <laughs> I mean, I rarely do even when I'm preparing for something <laughs> and this is so far out.
3: Water terrifies me. It's like Oh, you could do this one though. Yeah. <laughs> for sure.
2: Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's your gym? I never look at the distances. I don't even prepare. Like, yeah, so we show up in Boulder for our friend Thürks you know he's doing 50 for 40 whatever it's 40 is his 40th birthday he wants to run 50 miles it's march trail can, it's snowed two feet like a week before it's the like, trail can like just sea crustaceans so, of snow so fucked
2: so fucked the trail was <laughs> terrible
0: but we we're just Blair and i were just on a road trip we're just gonna have fun we're gonna go see our friends kelly's gonna be there and I my friend John Webb is going to be there. Mm. We don't know that in advance. Um, and I'm like, this is King a great Reeves... way
2: for me to get in a winter long run. And I'm thinking 30 to 35 miles. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so we wake up at, you know, hotel in the morning. And but it's
2: like, I don't have... Anything. anything. <laughs> I didn't bring anything. I didn't have a running vest. I didn't have a water bottle. Granted, this is like when my life was like... There was a lot.
0: This is the equivalent of showing up at the gym and being compelled into a it and you're just like ah oh, I got jeans cool
1: yeah
2: exactly or
0: showing up on New Year's Eve and realizing that one of the teams for the 24 hour airdyne event um, don't they're missing a person
2: so you jump on yeah and you do it in your jeans because I'm
0: kind of wasted and I have jeans <laughs>
2: exactly <laughs>
0: oops so So i kind of feel like it's the same
2: oh i agree and so we're like leaving the hotel and i go wait mark i need to go by the front desk and see if they have a water bottle (laughs) and they do and that was the water bottle that i used and i had the sports bra with the pockets and so i was like i don't need a running vest i'll just stuff my sports bra full of whatever i need
0: and i know that mark and sean will be there yeah at the various stopping points, yeah. and they'll bring me ginger pops. And I didn't know they'll... you were going to
2: bring me ginger pops, but that was a huge perk.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then they'll change my socks for me.
2: That is the run <laughs> where, like, at some point, Kelly and I ran. I don't know how far we ran. 35?
0: I... I... I don't know yeah
2: but at some point it's, we're like it but, was just like Thurk and the women it was like Thurk and three women like the three women hung in, hung in for the whole thing oh at the end <gasps> yeah, at at the, the end. final
0: leg cuz Webb was with you until that point and then he decided not to go out for the last lap and so he and I were sitting in the car with the engine on and the heater going and he texted his wife <laughs> he's like she's like so are you continuing to run he goes no Thurk's out there with the three girls Proving once again the superiority of the female's gender. (laughs) Yeah. And And he fully texts it. I'm like, John Webb, I fucking love you. It's
2: so good. That's the time with Kelly I learned the secret. I don't know if... If she told me or I told her, I don't remember, but at some point I was like, hey, do you want any chips? I got some in my
1: pocket. Oh, <laughs> I want like, your from broth. Your <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. I actually
2: had a, I was wearing a jacket at that point that was filled with potato <laughs> chips. And I was like, hey, you want some potato chips? And Kelly's like, oh yeah, I want some potato <laughs> chips. So good. That was so fun. I love mm-hmm. that stuff. Just random, we're just going to go do the thing. Physically,
0: Caitlin, that's like, that was one of the whole. You know the premise of CrossFit in the beginning was like be fit enough that when your friends ask you to do stupid shit, you're you can actually go do it, which is so fun. Which is just a really fun way to live, yeah. In a way, if if um yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do these miles, and you can come join. So we might have just convinced Justine to do the highlight project. <laughs> I think I think as a gateway drug. Tr- <laughs> as a gateway <laughs> drug, <laughs> because I think like. If, and especially if we do it and we have a and – and there's kind of like it's fun and there's glow sticks. 100% mm. there's glow
2: sticks. And there's
0: mashed potatoes but <laughs> with frosting. frosting. But maybe we have Not like just, Mark's mashed potatoes. I mean Ooh. that takes a spoon because they're kind of chunky. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if you could like squeeze the bits of bacon through the <laughs> valve on the thing. But, um, but then I'm just saying like if we, if we make it really fun – Oh, yeah. And then she'll want to do more. <laughs> exactly. And bigger. And then she'll figure out a new one. That's true. And we reap the benefits. We get
2: to watch her and cheer her on. Yeah, exactly. Just say, <laughs> that's, that's my... Oh, th- and I was going to say... it's totally then... like
0: my position. Yeah. <laughs> and then
2: maybe I can be like, oh, I'd like to do that one too. <laughs> See? Exactly. Sounds is, is, is how the shit happens. I know.
0: It's like you trick your friend into trying it first. I
2: know. We just all do that to each other <laughs> incessantly. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Hmm. I've just got to go back to the beginning again. So you did the Mount Stewart thing. Mm-hmm. You did mention that you did Mount Rainier on that same trip.
3: Yeah, I did Mount Rainier like the second day I flew into Washington.
0: and. <laughs>
3: Then Good later take that advantage
0: week. of your lack of acclimatization. Yeah, exactly <laughs> to really <laughs> experience. Yeah, it.
3: Yeah, i had never put on a pair of crampons before.
0: <laughs> nice, but then you said you, that you also, in the enchantments around Mount Stewart, that you did that Prospect Peak.
3: Yeah, we did that the uh, day before Stewart. <laughs> No shit. Yeah.
0: Nice.
3: Back to back. 40 I years really... ago,
0: that was like a fucking big deal. God damn, <laughs> you're just casually crushing it. That's what Justine
2: does. She casually crushes. That's
0: <laughs> what both of you do. I know, but it's easier to direct at someone else. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> I couldn't... The, the size of your pack for the Grand Canyon, I was like, how is she moving so quickly? <laughs>
0: because I was, I was...
2: We had somebody else with us, a wonderful person. I was really nervous that they wouldn't have enough food or water, Mm -hmm. and so I packed enough for at least two people.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Fortunately, she made her own decisions uh, and assessed the environment, and she cut off way early.
0: Mm -hmm. Stopped for lemonade. Stopped for lemonade and keep going. Yeah,
2: and then she was like totally ready to take care of us when we were done. It was amazing, which is pretty fucking amazing. It's super amazing, and it worked out perfectly. But being the Person that I am, I was like, "When we're out there, we're out there." Which means I need to like, I'm gonna bring all of this, and uh, so yeah, I had a really as the
0: more experienced person, it is your responsibility in a way to think of, to sort of consider in advance all of the ways that the other people are gonna fuck up, and and, or and not and not intentionally, not intentionally, but just through lack of experience,
2: exactly. And I was like, "Oh, we need more than one." I don't want to share my food, but I'll pack enough. That I'm that you have an extra resource here. Wait, share my food? And oh s- hell no! Exactly. And <laughs> you so, made
0: your decision.
2: Well, no, because L- I that know that impacts have... everyone. And <sighs> and so my pack was ridiculous for running across all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. But you had all those rice balls. I and had all were those r- amazing. Those so good. I felt
2: like. For the rim to rim to rim, I like felt like I was like Athena leading my ladies (laughs) like across like the valley. Like we were all just running so strong and so together Uh, and they let me lead that. And so it was this really incredible experience and it was like, yeah, we could do it and we felt great doing it. And so it was a a powerful experience to be at the head of that Uh, and then us going down and up and down and up again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Why is it, as an exploratory question, yeah, that it is really extraordinary for you to lead your women friends across the valley into this deep journey? Why is it so amazing? Because you were we were talking earlier today about the um, Justine your. Uh, before we were recording, I was like, but just, she just had all women with her. Yeah. As pacers. Yeah. And why is it that that seems so extra- Like.
2: I think I, there's a couple.
0: Like, and let me just, and I'll just say that like, as a, du- and I'm asking this question sincerely. Yeah. Because as a male, I mean, one of my earliest and best climbing partners was Alison Hargraves. Yeah who was more than my equal, Yeah. who was fucking way better than me, yeah. more experienced, more ambitious, more capable. And so to me, there has never been, a, you know, in my relationship with sport, there's never been like a difference, never been a disparity. We were equals on that particular trip in the Himalayas where we first met and made decisions at regard, without any, it's like, we're here. We love doing what we're doing. It's hard. We each contribute our own special talents, energy experience, whatever. And ever since then, so 86, like I've, I've never considered it special. um, Based on gender. Yeah. and so I'm um, this is like and, and so this is exploratory open like not a
2: well I think that there I think that there's a lot of different things that go into that and I'm gonna brush quickly over like um, the cultural aspect of that with um, with young girls uh, and how they're raised or how they're brought up in society and and what I would rather focus on and that is a, a huge impact but what I'd rather focus on is um, I think part of it is the ethereal nature of women's strength. And I think it's so, it can be so intangible. Like um, women are like connected to the cosmos and, and it's such this level of intuition and energy and how do I give that words and, I, and how do I show that? Um, it's a difficult thing in our particular culture to reference or to point to and so the depth of female strength it it, it often enters into the masculine realm it's like well um, what is their physicality What, how much can they lift what can they do over time all, all of the all, definitions all have the been, definitions. have been
0: written by men
2: yeah, oh, and, yeah. And, and, and consciously or not whereas the, the female strength is like well I bring life or I bring like I bring life into this world like I, I do what must be done because the universe asked me to do it uh, and so I think it's it's difficult to really pin down uh, the the totality and the beauty of female strength because it, it exists in that ethereal cosmic realm, but it is true strength and it is so felt. And I mean, and we'll go to, the, I'll just say the cliche. I mean, like there's reasons that women were burned uh, because they would get together because there is this intangible connection uh that women have with i think all living beings but between one another and that support pushes each other Uh, and so that is what i felt while crossing like we crossed you know the grand canyon together and we and i was with two of my best friends and then i was meeting one of my great friends in the process And at that point in my life, it wasn't that long after Travis had died. And Justine enters into the scene in the situation that she doesn't know that she's running right into. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. (laughs) And, you know, I've known her for a couple of hours, but we've shared um, this effort and the strength and we help each other move up this difficult. I mean, it's not an easy thing to do, although it can be casual. Uh, It's still a lot of effort to to do this thing And, and then changing environment that we're not in control of. And whether that's terrain or temperature or the sun or it's still nighttime, whatever it is, that's all impacting it. And so I'm moving across this beautiful landscape with this earth, with these women that connect with this earth and that connect with me. And then Justine, my friend that I just met, I'm like, hey, do you want to put some of my husband's ashes in the Colorado River with me? And, and these are the people that I'm with. And I think that that is part of what makes it special when women move together. And when we get to witness women move together or we get a cheer for our friends, if it's Kelly, if it's Justine moving and doing these great things in the in the mountains is because it is women's strength is so difficult to point to or it just becomes masculine strength in this culture. But it is ethereal and it's real uh, and it binds us together in this way that there's not a physical thing to point to, but it's so felt. That's my my women's (laughs) monologue.
3: (laughs)
0: Just crying over here. There's something
3: about moving. When I am with a group of all women, I feel stronger than I do when I'm with my guy friends, with a mixed group. Like, we push each other, we challenge each other, we inspire each other, um, show each other what's possible. It's like... It's incredibly special. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Big
3: time.
0: Yeah. I always thought with Allison that she could just take more pain.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: She was, yeah, willing to go further. Yeah. And that, you know, that was 86. Next time I, I think after that trip, I probably ran into her once or twice Eh, maybe you not I think maybe the next time I saw her would have been 93 and I was we just ended up at the top of the Grand Monte in the Alps and she was starting on her journey to solo the six classic north faces of the Alps uh, she was the first woman to do so um, and I was headed down the same you know, starting from the same point just headed, headed down the same descent to a different uh, mountain, and uh, we hadn't seen each other for a, yeah a really fucking long time. A lot of shit had happened for her yeah uh, since then to her. She had two children. Um, Tom, her son, became one of the yeah one of the better climbers in the this last you know last century certainly. Um, he obviously survived her, but then her daughter survived them both um but we did this descent together and like talked and she went off to the north face of the drew and i went to the agui san Nam, and just like it was so normal i mean she was navigating really different times mm-hmm. as a as oh, a yeah. very serious and capable climber who also happened to be female yeah I mean if you just if you took gender out of it she did shit that oh yeah like dudes don't dudes don't and can't do yeah and um and she was navigating this th- this time and then a- after she, you know I failed on what I was doing she succeeded on what she was doing we met back down in the valley um with her husband or, and and the kids the kids were probably like five years old at that point I yeah. can't even remember Kate and Tom, these children, they prove why you are more tolerant, more capable, more able than us. And I say, and us to me means men. Like right? because you can do it all. You give life to the. You know you. You are the mechanism that creates provides is the vessel for life to come into the universe but then you can also do these other things Mm. that um yeah like i said she just could take more uh discomfort than guys who would just like yeah we throw in the towel because we're weak y'all are something pretty special
2: (laughs) (laughs) we all teach each other we all encourage one another yeah Yeah. when are you gonna run 100 miles that's what i'm trying to figure out Mm. (gasps) yes oh my god yeah (laughs) that's like literally what i'm trying to figure out and i think i want to have a race experience Mm -hmm. um I just want to have that experience. Yeah. And so that's kind of my idea is to do a race experience. And then, and then I want to do the Wonderland Trail. Yeah. 100 percent Um But yeah, we started to like look at different things.
0: All right. So y'all, the Wonderland Trail next year, if possible. Maybe we should put that on the in the calendar. Maybe. You too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Justine. When Blair does her verse hundred miler? Special if you would pace her for part of it. Oh, absolutely. Without, of course. Yeah. Dream
1: <laughs> team.
2: Exactly. Okay. I'll stop
0: crying eventually. <laughs> I think it would be super powerful.
2: Oh, yeah. Mm. We've obviously talked about this completely. Yeah.
0: Figured I just out, you know. I know. I loved I, it. I was wait. just watching you intensely. <laughs> What's he going to do? What's he going to What's he going to do? Well, yeah. I mean, if you. I know. So you got to do it on your own for the first 50. Yep. Right. Generally. Yeah. So I kind of figure if Justine and Luke, Luke, I'm calling you out. (laughs) Luke Nelson. Um, were two of your pacers for that. I know. Fucking dream team. Oh, it'd be incredible. (laughs) Yeah,
3: exactly. (laughs) Exactly. We could do Luke's race too. I know. That's what I've been thinking about.
2: Well, I don't think I want to do it as, as 100 miler yeah. because a Montana winter is brutal. Yeah. I, that's like I told Mark. I was like, i got to run as much as possible mm-hmm. in Salt Lake City while I can.
0: Cause yeah. it ha- because his 100 miler it's is... Beginning of June. Yeah, June that's
2: early. It's yeah. super I early. I mean, for a Montana, Montana. gal. For yeah. Montana, it's tough. But the 50 yeah. was amazing, Yeah, too. that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, well, I could do that 50 miler. As a prep for As the, a prep for a 100 and miler. And
0: when is the...
2: Um, July 21st.
0: Is the High Lonesome.
2: Yep. <sighs> yeah well, and which is still early for Montana
0: okay when once uh, the once lo- the sign up lottery part happened I need to put it in my phone I right know, totally. now
2: apparently Scout Mountain <laughs> is like December 31st or something and I forget what High Lonesome is is there a okay. lottery for Scout well registration I oh mean. okay yeah 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 yeah
3: okay. yeah, yeah. It's like- I signed up two days before. (laughs) I love that so
2: much. I emailed Luke, I was like, Luke, can I run for your 50s? I love when we know the people. I have done that for the run, for sure. I mean,
0: there is that also, like, (laughs) hey. um."
2: (laughs) But yeah, I'm starting to put that all together and however it comes together, Mm -hmm. it'll be right. Um, This year was really incredible with how regular adventures and how the races came together. but I've been thinking about it. July is a really hard month for me because mm-hmm. that's the anniversary of Travis's death. And I just get I just get real weird. And but so what I've been thinking about doing for it's what I will say about that again is that intangible is that your body remembers. And so mm-hmm. your body goes through these really intense um, feelings like it it impacts your body physically so intensely. And I feel that. And so obviously I'm looking at running a hundred miler then what I'm actually, <laughs> <laughs> well, so when
0: is the bear? Well, wait, wait, says wait, wait, wait. C- wait. Okay.
2: So what I'm thinking about doing, which is, um, less of my normal structure would be to say no to work in July, which is a high month for photography. <laughs> whoa, 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 I know. Whoa.
1: <laughs> And,
2: Easy there. And so what I'm leaning towards <laughs> is saying either no completely to work in July It's hard for me to be there and take care of others mm-hmm. I mean I've done it and I've done a good job, but it's annihilated me in the process um, And so I'm thinking of saying no to work for that month uh, And then being able to run and play in the mountains on my own and with people that I love and then have been looking at that hundred miler I hear I know everyone loves the bear one
0: As the entry.
2: Yeah, which makes me not want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You get it. Everyone's like, "This is a great introduction to it." I'm like, "All right, now
3: no, my GM just man." Just going right off the deep end.
0: <laughs> can I get into Hard Rock my first try? I
1: know. I was yes, exactly. so know yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's why I want to run i I'm like, shoot, I gotta like add a hundred mile or a race so I can enter for Hard Rock. Exactly. Yeah. I told
2: Mark, I was like, "Listen, I just want to experience at least one hundred mile race. Like, I just want to have that experience." He's like, "Yeah, unless you get into Hard." rock and then you want to do two and i was like exactly you read my mind to a t i've never told anyone that but you
1: knew
0: it i know you um, <laughs> is that one of the prereqs for hard rock is that you have completed a, a, a previous hundred
3: yeah a hundred and they have a like certain, a yeah. Li- yeah a certain amount of vert they have a list of ones that are they're
0: like acceptable yeah that, that they consider valuable. it blew me a, blew me away when talking with Luke and that, that he had, like, he'd been trying to get in forever and it took him that long. I'm like, dude, you're like, if I was organizing hard rock, I'd be like, I would be calling you. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. like as far as someone who would co- come and represent the spirit of this race. I know.
2: But it worked out I mean, perfectly. Um, of course it did. Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: It. I, I was, um, yeah, I signed a book mutual friend the other day and I'm just like you know the timing sometimes the timing doesn't work out as we want it but the time is always right yeah and that was it it yeah, just exactly. you know maybe maybe and you know apparently this year was the year that was that, that when you know both the the environment and Luke were ready and, and that's why he got in because you know it's not like you got to try 10 times necessarily and they finally were like Buff this guy jesus he keeps <laughs> trying to do this thing and we keep saying no let's let him in this year kind of sympathy entry whatever it's not that it was mm-hmm. just
2: it's really it's of course it's his story to tell uh, but i think it had a profound impact on him and and um, to just move through such a beautiful space and to be so grateful to just be there, I think was mm-hmm. profoundly moving for him. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So, which hundred would you do to to get into hard rock? There like, what's know. the highest percentage? <laughs> no. you know, like.
3: I mean, I've heard that. Uray is pretty. Oh yeah, that looks beautiful. Beautiful and yep. epic and really hard. Like more vert than Millwood. <laughs> yep, totally. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, isn't it like 44? Yeah. 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 Like it's got like a 52 hour cutoff or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Ooh. That. Snap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 52 <laughs> hour. Ago. All right.
0: Now we're into some different territory. Yeah.
3: Shit. Yeah. I don't know. Or I could just take. I guess the, not the easy route, but like the Wasatch <coughs> 100 Oh, would totally. Be. Yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs>
2: yep. It's going to be fun to see the different things that you do, whether it's um, races or just creative movement in the mountains. E- yeah. 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 I hope to incorporate both. Yeah. Do you have
0: some ideas about like the non-organized events? Like things that you're like, oh, I see some possibility like looking at a map yeah. or something or...
3: Yeah, um, I that that is one thing i thought about, like, creating my own, you know? Oh, I love that. I would love to do that. I, my friend created, like, a 50-miler through the foothills. Yep. Um, they ended up having to bail off of it in epic snowstorm conditions. Totally. <laughs> Almost hypothermic. I started out with them um, that day, but couldn't finish. Um, and that was, like, oh, wow. So fun to just, like, sit down on the computer, map out these – it's like almost it's therapeutic in a way and it's also like I like to see the lines and where what sort of like art you can make with them yep. um through like my home. Yeah. It's yeah.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. That's fucking cool. It's way <laughs> cool. There there was a you know, when I was racing my bike and that kind of thing, there was a the terrain is more limited because you're riding on a road, right? But um these th- this idea, and I can't remember where it came from, but it's you know, uh, basically ride up the Alpine Loop Road and then over Suncrest and then Little Cottonwood and then Big Cottonwood and then Mill Creek and then Immigration and then you know and it's just like all right we're trying to tie all of these things together into something that you know if I can do one or two of these things they maybe they're maybe the the effort is not enough to transform me, so I have to add on this canyon and this canyon and this canyon. Eventually, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach the psychological state that I am seeking, and I think that's a. I mean, it's, especially if you, it's a really cool thing to try to create something that will, that is difficult enough that you don't know if you can do it, which means it's difficult enough to transform you in some way. To, to teach you in some way and then to be able to look at especially if it's your and when it's your back you can only do it in your backyard in the sense that like you looking at a map and knowing the terrain because you've run a lot of the different things and then and trying to tie things together um i'm just laughing partially because uh you said the reverse world and i'm like well, how in the fuck did it? Like, why was it clockwise in the beginning? Why didn't it start out as the, the other? You know, it was like the the, the reverse. Like, is it was because it was close to some dude's house? Like, he could just like run over to the trailhead and start up Ferguson or.
3: And why you, is it up Ferguson and not up Broad's Fork? <laughs> yeah. Well, exa- oh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like when
0: we, you know got dropped off at the S curves to mm-hmm. start up it. Like it just seemed totally natural. Mm-hmm. I had no idea there was another harder thing, you mm-hmm. know, variant, like more pure variant. I was like, well, it starts with the twins, so the easiest way to the twins <laughs> most efficient way excuse me. The most efficient way, not the easiest, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, would be to go up broads. Yeah. And I know it already. So why don't we do that? Like like these things, like when we start to know the environment, then we can start to make stuff.
2: Well, that and I think that's a really great part of it because it's it's fun to um, run races or to follow what other people have done be- and because we're getting to experience, one, their analytics, but also their creativity. Like how did they put this together? And that's a special relationship that you're then entering into like with every race director that has like come up with a course or with these like things that are just in our backyards when we're participating in them, we're getting to experience someone else in a, in a, in a certain way. <laughs> and then when we start to think about expressing our own creativity or our own logistics and analytics when putting together our own thing, we're welcoming people to, to experience a part of us, mm-hmm. which is a really cool way uh, for us to interact with one another or learn one another or experience these small parts uh, of each other. Yeah. 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 Uh, if you put something together,
3: I'll do it yes <laughs> uh, i yeah. gotta do this backyard 50 though it looks yes <laughs> epic yes up and over grandview peak yeah yeah <laughs> that one way back there uh, Nice. yeah
2: oh is that the one is that the one that we were talking about yeah. yeah when we tried to put our epic when so mark was helping me come up with like a really big day to run and Mark made this incredible route for me oh, to do. That day. Yep. Yeah. And we called it like Blair's big day out or something. <laughs> and Mark like mapped this whole entire course and it was like a decent amount of miles, a decent amount of vert. He was going to drop me off, pick me up. And then I threw the curveball. I was like, dude, man, this looks awesome but it's not on an official trail and there's no water and it's going to be like 97 to 10. <gasps> and, and, I, and I have to navigate. And I have to navigate. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it's already a really big day for me. I would love to do this, but not when it's 97 and there's no shade and no water. That sounds like. Oh, yeah. That that first part would have just been fucking
0: like southwest facing, just baking. So
2: I ran to like four different alpine lakes instead. Yeah. It was
0: awesome. I'm going to run up there and like have a dip and then run down. Exactly.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So Grandview sometime. Yes. Yeah, yeah I've got yeah. to get up there. It's yes. like
3: calling me. Yes. <laughs> but then
0: I mean the, the the funny thing about being here is that everything is focused on the Wasatch. And then mm-hmm. if you you know, look to the west, there's this, you know, there's the Okers and there's like a whole sort of thing there a little bit further past that. And I and I only say this just because um Andrew McLean at some point pointed, he's like, Oh, there's this peak in the range. That's just, that's further, uh, west from the Oakers, and some, you know, it's just a great ski descent, but I'd never even seen those mountains on the map because I never fucking looked. There's so much terrain and interesting stuff that is accessible from here. And all of the, you know, and now, um, but but all the focus is, is on the Wasatch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, a little bit you this, but not really. Mm-hmm. It's just a larger iteration of the outhouse theory. If more people are taking a shit in the Wasatch, that's cool. Because that means all the shit is there. Now we need to start looking elsewhere mm-hmm. and start, you know, going out past um, Twillow past Grantsville into these other ranges that are between here and Nevada that are actually pretty fucking extraordinary. And you could tie some things together that would be, you know, that could be pretty fucking interesting that no one has seen because blinded by the shiny thing that's right in front of us. Yeah.
3: I've been staring at Stansbury Island for a long time. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I need to go traverse that someday. It's like looking at me but yeah there's stuff you can't even see that's out there the Stansbury mountains yeah so much more to explore like right at home
0: (laughs) which is pretty wild I have this this friend in the UK Alistair Humphreys and he I think he's credited with coming up with the idea of the micro adventure um and I never knew who he was uh until my friend Ben Saunders who had He's like the youngest guy to ski to the North Pole and and uh, uh, eventually repeated Scott's journey to like they they skied to the South Pole and skied back and got back out and lived, which, you know, Scott didn't. Um, and Ben's a super cool dude. And he t- talked to me about his friend Alistair and Alistair's <laughs> just like, when I, the first thing that I read about that he did, he was like, yeah, I walked the perimeter of the... One of the highways in the around London, the M four, M one, I can't remember which one it was. And I'm like, you're fucking, dude. You think this is micro? This is insane. He also swam the entire Thames River, like as one of his adventures. But this idea of the micro adventure was just like, hey, you got one night. Fucking get, you know, take the train with your bike. Get on your bike, ride to some place, spend the night, make a, you know, make a meal, sleep, you know, hike back out, ride back out, whatever you do, get back on the train and get back in time for work. And we got involved in this email conversation back and forth at some point uh, about this idea of like use the terrain that's clo- that that you have that's close to you where you can go and experience these incredible things but they're right out your back door and you and 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 they are more valuable because you never saw them before like they're right there The, the 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 fact that um somebody was like oh if you keep going up butterfield canyon you can actually ride if you if you're committed if you're willing to ride your bike on dirt or gravel, you can actually ride over the ochres and down into Stockton or whatever it is, and then you could then you could get you, know, you could ride the road home. I'm like, wait, what? I look on a map, and I'm like, fuck, there, yeah, it's true. There's this road that goes over those mountains that would make an incredible loop that you could do, but I never saw it before because like anchored by the shiny thing, mm-hmm. the stuff that's always there, and I'm. It's like mm, there's something, and I know that And I'm pretty sure that Andy and Jason have done the um, the Ochre Crest Traverse from uh, Cedar Fort, um, basically all the way to uh, Lake. Th- that you would finish on Lake Peak and come down to I eighty. I guess is what that is. Yeah,
3: that's pretty awesome. There's stuff to do. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Every, I mean everywhere where you are, there's stuff to do. All right. So you ladies are going to make a race (laughs) or a course. Yeah, of course. course, Not a race. (laughs) I am never
2: race directing.
0: (laughs) I actually, I think the Wonderland Trail would be a super cool thing to do. Oh, me
2: too. Big time. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Because it's not a, is it a one day thing? Not really. It
2: can be a one
3: day thing. It's 93 miles, I think. Um, So yeah, I think that'd be the goal to try and do it in one push. I know a lot of people fast pack it too. Yeah. 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 I like I like the one push. Yeah.
0: But you wouldn't want to carry everything from the start, right?
3: Yeah, I don't I have not looked deeply enough into the logistics to know where you might be able to have crew or caches or any of that, but I'm sure there's ways. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, all I'm saying, I'm just I'm only asking cuz I don't want to just be the chauffeur.
2: Oh, yeah, no. There'll be places where you can definitely cook. And if we need to run further to get to them, we will. <laughs> <laughs> because mac and cheese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Gluten-free. Yes. Mac and cheese. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Justine, thank you so much. It's really incredible to get to see um, what you do in the mountains and how you interact with the space and the people there. Yeah.
3: Thank you. Yeah. Thank
2: you. Yeah. And I'm excited to see uh, whatever you do in the future in those ways.
3: And yeah. same for you, both of you. Yeah. It's got some adventures coming up. Yeah, we do. Yeah.
1: I sure
0: hope so. I know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I know. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Highlight picnic first. And Party. Then we'll figure it out. Perfect. Yeah. Christine, thank you thank so much. Thank you. Let me just... Um, text just arrived. Let me just see if it's from uh, Kelly. Ha! Oh my God! Thank you, Mark! I love you too so much and I miss you. Aww. So Kelly was here. Mr. Kelly was here. As an inspiration and... Always. In zeros and ones.
2: Yep. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Justine. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs>